Hey, when does the show start? Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is the Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time. If I screw up, Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey, <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. Ah, here it is a Monday, the fourth day of December 2023. A bit of great weekend. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, it's Nick D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number 916-909-0985. Use that to get in on the text machine as well on social. Give us a like, share, follow, and listen to the BS on the YouTube at The Bailey Show and podcast us, stream us anytime, anyplace, anywhere on the Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com or anywhere you get your podcast. We have tickets to see John Mulaney, uh, stand-up comedian, of course, uh, Thunder Valley, January 25th and 26th, so courtesy of Thunder Valley, that's where he'll be. Uh, those tickets to you in the 8 o'clock hour when we do Generally Speaking. Today, we start the opportunity for you to win this really, really cool uh, disturbed flyaway prize to Nashville, Tennessee. So how this will work over the next couple weeks, I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel, but just so you know, is that you'll be, if you can cue up the sounder too, so we can let people know what it's going to sound like. Yeah. So we'll have a sounder, and this is running uh, during the BS, so between 6A and 10A, this week and next week, if you hear this. Call now. Be caller 18 at 916-909-0985. You'll score a 98 Rock prize pack and qualify for the trip. To see Disturbed twice. Good luck. From 98 Rock. Yeah, self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Test purposes only. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, test, test purposes only. Test, test purposes only. So when you hear that, you're going to be caller 18, and then you will automatically win a 98 Rock prize pack, uh, and then you are then qualified for the grand prize, which includes round-trip airfare for two to Nashville, tickets to see Disturbed, and a hotel for three nights. Uh, travel dates will be in February the 15th through the 18th, and you'll get to see them, I believe, twice, like the thing says. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty damn cool. Uh, that's a nice little Christmas prize right there. Especially if you're a disturbed fan, you get to see them twice. Even if you're not, a, even if you're not a disturbed fan, right. you want to see Nashville, Tennessee, which is a right. beautiful place to go and visit. Right. You know that broad street. Look, Nashville, Tennessee is one of the only places that I've ever been to, where and I was blown. I remember the first time I went there, which was, I mean, a gazillion years ago. Tennessee is such a beautiful state, but Nashville, they know the important uh, the importance of tourism. So when you're on Broadway, which is the main strip, they everybody greets you. Like the business owners, the bar owners, they stand out on the street. Hey, welcome to welcome to Nashville. Welcome yep. to Nashville. Come on in for some barbecue. Come on in. Welcome to Nashville. We got live music tonight. What come on welcome to Nashville. Can I can I buy you a drink? I absolutely blew my mind. I've been to Nashville multiple times and I've never gone down there. Every single I feel time. Like I've been cheated now. You've never been on. You no. went to Nashville. You never went to Broadway. Nope, never. That's the place to go. 
Haven't been. That's where the bars, the restaurants, the music, that's where everything is. Well, one of my best friends lives there, so whenever I go, we're just doing whatever he has planned for us to do. We've never gone down there. And oh. I guess if you're from there, it's not an attraction mm-hmm. to you. Right, like when you live in Vegas, you don't go to the Strip. Mm-hmm. Right. If you live in Orlando, you don't go to the theme parks. Right. Right, yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a cool place to go. And uh, I remember, we, so in radio, there's this thing called boot camp. You know, we go and... It, it's changed over the years, but it's just a bunch of radio nerds from across the, the world. And they gather in one city and state once a year, usually in August. Uh, I After all these years, I usually go just to see friends and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But uh, they had it in Nashville a couple years. And I remember one night um, we were coming back from a club or a bar. And one of the radio people that we were with was in a band. And his band played in this this club, and we got into a cab. This, I mean, this is how long ago it was pre Uber. We were in a cab. It was like a caravan, and I got I was in shotgun, and I wasn't really intoxicated. We were just having a good time, and I get into the the cab, and there was a a sign on the dash. There's a Middle Eastern guy driving, and I say, "Hey, how you doing, buddy?" And he just seemed like he was a dick. And so uh, there was a sign on the dash that says, "You know, by requirements of law, you must wear a seatbelt." which is fine, been a seatbelt guy, it's cool. So I put my seatbelt on, and I look over at the driver, and he's not wearing his. Uh, Whoa. And I said to him, I go, hey, dude, I go, uh, you got to put your seatbelt on, right? It was kind of jokey joke, one of those <laughs> things. He goes, don't you talk to me like that. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, it's on now. And so, you know, all my people were behind me, and they're like, oh, what's, oh, what's going to happen? And so I said, oh, could you say that again? That really turned me on. And he goes, what? He stopped. He goes, what? What? What did you? I mean, really homophobic guy, right? He's like, "What did you say?" I said, "I'm just saying, man. It's all about love, brother. You know what I mean." And I I winked at him. Get out of my taxi! And he kicks me out. This is the first time I was ever in Nashville. He he kicks me out, and I was on the other side of the bridge. And and I don't know exactly where this is at, but there's a bridge that separates good Nashville and bad Nashville. Did not know this until this night. Hmm. I was I was I was dropped off in Bad Nashville. Well, you got kicked out the wrong time. Yes. Mm. So I'm sitting here doing the walk of shame over the bridge to Good Nashville, which I you know everybody else stayed in the cab. Thanks guys, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, you're the one who made a mad, not us. <laughs> Other than that guy, everybody else is very very sweet, and very very nice. So you got that. Uh, some big details for the BS Saves Christmas. This is happening this Friday. So muy importante. For y'all to pay attention and uh, carve out some time to join us this Friday from 6A to 10A for the big live show to benefit Lost But Not Forgotten at Four Score Coffee House. Something new at it. This is big. A major celebrity will be coming to the broadcast. Uh-oh. And next segment, I'll run down uh, who that is. So lots going on. Lots going on. I think teed up uh, the next four hours, the next week or so until. We hit vacation uh, pretty good. This weekend, busy weekend, we went and did the uh, ugly uh, sweater uh, party. It's a mingle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Sky River. Thanks for those uh, to those that came out. And thanks to Sky River. That was fun. The food was amazing. I love the food there. Every time they put it out. And this time I got to get some sushi. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. And TSO was Saturday. Uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, that was Friday, too. Was that Friday, too? Yeah, it was oh, that was Friday. Friday. It was one long day. Yeah, well, one long weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, TSO was good. A couple hiccups, I think, getting in there. 
but other than that, it was it was I, I I left you guys because I didn't feel like dealing with the drama. Yeah, we didn't see the show. Yeah, what you, did you leave? Yeah, well, we there left. was just more and more and more that came, came <laughs> down from it. Oh, yeah, really? We left. Oh, I didn't get to hear about that. So we didn't stay. I, why didn't you guys take uh, the the tickets I gave you from Al? You didn't hand them to us. Yes, hand, I did. Handed one to me. I absolutely he did. You didn't hand me one. Absolutely, I did. I handed. I as soon as I got them, I said, "Here, take these, just in case." As we were leaving that room, absolutely, I did. Wow, a hundred and ten percent, I did. You better look because I know he handed me one. Oh, I didn't know I had one. It was so much happening. Like I just, I just wanted to be. Gone. We had. We were like six rows from the stage, in the center, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, we it was. Just oh, it wasn't like we went. We heard the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. We didn't leave immediately after you left. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we just didn't see anything. No, we were just running all over creation. Yes, mm-hmm. all over creation. Oh, see, I didn't want to deal with that. Oh yeah, and it only was more to deal with. Me and my buddies, we went and sat there and enjoyed some Christmas music. That was we so were, nice. We were so close that my eyebrows singed because of the fire. <laughs> Uh, so TSO was good for those that went. Met a couple uh, of listeners, uh, two peers from the BS. So it was nice to see y'all uh, there at the show. And um, God, what else? Oh, uh, I finally I, I found Fabulous Forties, the neighborhood in East Sacramento. That again, you know, we're new to town for those that are just listening to us for the first time. So a lot of the things. This is our first Christmas here in Sacramento, and uh, you know, just kind of putzing around. But this fabulous 40s neighborhood is so cool. I don't know the whole history, the backstory for mm-hmm. it, but uh, East Sacramento, the, there's like six, seven, eight different streets, and they go balls to the wall, and they all decorate. They decorate the streets. They got hanging lights. They got candy cane trees. Nice. This one house was badass, had a Star Wars scene kind of set up. I love that. With pew, pews, pew, pews, pews. Did you take some pictures? I did a badass reel is what I did. Okay, I missed it. I posted. I don't know. Did you see it? I haven't, I haven't been on social media yesterday. Oh, so yeah. I it was good. You know, we drove through it, and, you know, we had a cup of coffee, you know, Christmas in a cup, and we're going through it, and, and it's packed. It's like Compton for white people, you know, and it's just like packed, like line-to-line cars, and you just kind of putz along the street. People get out with their dogs. They walk around. You know? I'm gonna go check that out. Oh, it was so cool! And That's then we're, right up my alley. And then we're driving back, right? We're driving back. Uh, we see all these lights on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. I had no idea where I was at, and I'm just following my GPS to get home. And my daughter has a friend in the car, and she's like, "Oh, that's the Cal Expo." I was like, "Oh yeah, it is. That's where you know the Ferris." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is that?" And she was like, "Oh, every Christmas they do this big." Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's it's Christmas. It's Christmas. And Ariel knowing all the stuff going on. No, it wasn't her. It was her friend. Oh, okay. Her friend. It was Bees' friend. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was Bees' friend. And so I'm like, I get off the interstate or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. I get off and we pull up and we get up there and, you know, we buy our tickets and we get in and it's awesome. Like, unfortunately, I was hungry and I try to stay away from fair food, but I was starving. My wife hadn't fed me for like two days. <laughs> And so, you know, I, I grabbed, you know, like one of those bowling alley pizzas, uh, you know, at the at the fair. And then they're getting the fried Oreo. I got like a chocolate. By the way, <laughs> this was a mistake. But see, I'm not a sweets guy. I try to stay away from sugar. So I thought I could feel kind of good about myself if I got a frozen chocolate dipped banana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no dude should be walking around anywhere. Eating a banana. <laughs> a chocolate dipped 
frozen banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that visual, yeah. I got eat pictures, I think. I that visual. I haven't posted them yet. <laughs> can eat that one fast. But here's the thing, Nelson. You can eat it fast or you get... Brain freeze. Brain freeze. Thank oh. you. Mm-hmm. You're damned if and, you do and you're damned if you don't. And what do you do with brain freeze? Grab your head. No. You're supposed to take whatever's cold and put it up against your the underside of your wrist. I didn't, oh, I didn't really? know that. And it takes it away. So now it looks like you're... Yeah. Okay. You can't take a... Chocolate frozen dipped banana, walk around with it up against the bottom part no, of your wrist. No, you cannot. Not at all. It's one thing to have it in my mouth. Right. But it's another thing to be tapping my arm with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a catch 2020. Yeah, it totally is. But anyway, that was cool. So it was like a, 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 a weekend, the first weekend of Christmas December. I really, I, th- I, w- I wish a politician would, would make Christmas 12 months out of the year. It's just the best month. It, it is, but you don't want it every month because then it doesn't have the same magic I know. anymore. You're correct. I know. But I'm I'm just really in the spirit. You need right? the magic. I'm really like things I all these new experiences and it just puts you in the mood. Yeah, that sounded like it was something to put you in the mood. I'm gonna do it next weekend so I can come back moody. And 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 to top it off, I get to work this morning. Is that any different? <laughs> <laughs> to top it off, I get to work this morning. And uh, this fine company that we work for, Odyssey, has put peppermint mocha creamer for us to put in our coffee. Where? It's in the, the gimmick uh, cupboard. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either till this morning. Things are good. Things are good. All right. 916-909-0985. Who's the big celebrity that's coming out this Friday? Guarantee you will want to meet this person uh, because there is a good chance you have never met this person. So I'll Ooh. tell you who that is here in a minute. Hey. The big green egg package was delivered on Friday before I got out of here. Nicholas uh, stopped by with his dolly and all. I'm looking at it as we speak. That's one of many things that you can win this Friday for the big live shows. The BS Saves Christmas will be at Four Score Coffee House starting at 6 a.m. Uh, all to benefit lost but not forgotten. Uh, make sure that these uh, teenagers in the Roseville and surrounding areas have somewhat of a decent Christmas, but we can't do it without you. And, you know, I know it's a little bit inconvenient to ask for you to stop by during rush hour or going into work. I'm just hoping that your boss is way cool and understands that you're doing it for uh, for charity. Uh, so if you can just pop by, we'd appreciate that. Bring us, you know, gift cards, board games, puzzles, makeup sets, anything that you think a teenage-aged uh, kid would want for Christmas time. Again, that's Four Score Coffee House, 327 Lincoln Street in Roseville. At first hour, by the way, they're not normally open, but Luke and his crew are going to open for us. So you'll get a free cup of coffee when you donate and a $10 gift card to Four Score. So that's cool. Got the signed Mammoth guitar up for grabs. We've got the... Signed Shinedown Revolutions Tour posters, the signature Hydrofacial from Enjoy Restored Health and Aesthetics. We got the System Rejuvenation from Good Guys Heating and Air. It's like a $1,200 deal right there. All kinds of concert tickets to give out to you. Brand new BS merchandise, which uh, will be in, I think, by Wednesday. So we got this is big. We just need you to show up. And let me add this to uh, the list of awesomeness for this Friday's big live show. A major... Celebrity, uh oh, is stopping by. And who might that be? Because now I'm interested to know. Celebrity, celebrity, celebrities. 
Santa's coming. Oh! Santa! Oh, my God! I got confirmation <laughs> last night from Kevin Hernandez <laughs> that Santa's going to be there Santa! closer to 8 a.m. <laughs> thanks to the Fairy Godmother, which is a company here in town that specializes in, you know, parties and, 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 and they, they know all these people. Like, they know all these different characters, uh-huh. but they know Santa. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they know Santa Claus. We're going to be exclusive. You're going to want to make sure you are out there. Yeah, you can get your picture with Santa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very excited about this. Details on our Facebook page at Listen to the BS, also in KRXQ.net. There is an event page, so if you are coming, please tap the I'm coming or just interested mm-hmm. just so we can get a gauge. Uh, of course, there's going to be coffee and food there and stuff like that because that's what Fourscore does. Elf is, by the way, the number five most rewatched Christmas movie. For those that don't know, that was a drop from mm-hmm. Elf. Yep. Uh, Will Ferrell's movie. Number five most rewatched Christmas movie during the year. I'm really? going to watch it for sure this week. I just told Nelson this morning before the show started. Elf is one of those movies. We talk about it every single year, but I don't really remember much about the Elf because I don't watch it often. Oh, my God. I'm already four deep. I haven't watched it one time. <laughs> I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch it from beginning to end. And A Christmas Story. That's the other one I'm going to watch this year. So it's funny. it's funny about The Christmas Story. I wait until the marathon on mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Yeah, yep. I, I wait. So it's weird how people kind of tick when it comes to Christmas movies. I refuse to watch Christmas movies outside of December. Not me. I started in November. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking like in July. Well, I'll do Christmas in July. I'm here I for won't. Christmas in July. As much as I love Christmas, I will not watch Elf in July or June or whatever month it is. Uh, but I have my go-tos. Elf is one of them. Four Christmases is another. Um, Home Alone is mine. See, my wife and my daughter, they're, and that, by the way, is the number one most rewatched Christmas movie. I've watched Home Alone already at least 10 times in the last two weeks. Home Alone, Christmas Stories 2, A Charlie Brown Christmas 3, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer 4, love it, old school. I watched that yesterday. Elf 5, Christmas Vacation 6, that's another one I'm about too deep on already. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life, that's 7. Never seen that. The Santa Claus 8, Miracle on 34th Street 9, and then Die Hard 10. Die hard because everyone wants to argue that that's a Christmas it movie. It is a Christmas movie. Well, there's no argument. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. Oh, it's movie. an argument. There's some people that don't believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie. No, no, it just no, no, no. happened during Christmas time. No, 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 no. I understand that. I'm just saying it's not an argument. The people that argue that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie obviously has some things going on upstairs. So you're saying their point is not valid? It's moot. Yes. <laughs> what do you need to be make a Christmas uh, a Christmas movie? It has to be during Christmas, right? Right. And there has to be a miracle. Yep. There you okay. go. Okay. Now, one man barefoot who just got off of a plane to see his wife. Ex, right. Well, ex ex what's ex wife. Yeah. Kind of. It's, yeah. it's a messy relationship. Okay. Trying to fix it. Takes, I mean, he traveled from New York yes. to California to fix it during Christmas. What's more Christmas than that? Leaving his daughter back with the Hispanic housekeeper. Yes. That's what's right. What's more Christmas? Than Listen, that? I'm not one of those people. I just want to speak for them. You know what I'm saying? Because they can't speak for themselves right now uh, that there is another side to this. That's all I'm saying. Also add prizes. Yes. He has a giant teddy bear in the limousine waiting. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, I have no argument in this. I don't really remember Die Hard much either. So oh, my gosh. There's no argument movie. for me here. I'm just speaking from both sides. That's all. He, little humor. 
Oh, yes. The guy from Family Matters brings it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Carl. What guy from Family Matters? Carl. Oh, the dad. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Carl. I didn't know. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, you you are right. Those are those are the elements of a Christmas movie. He takes all the boxes. It has to be snow is not doesn't need to be involved because snow is not everywhere for Christmas. No, nope. So like for Christmases, there's no snow. No, you know, Christmas Story, there's snow. Mm-hmm. Elf, there's snow. Home yep. Alone, there's snow. There's snow in Home, Home Alone. You know what? I would even argue that Serendipity is a Christmas mu- Ooh, uh, movie. That's a bold choice, but yeah. I can see the argument for it. It's not. It's it, it it's not full time Christmas. Mm-hmm. But it does take place in Christmas, and the miracle happens in Christmas. And That's the, all that matters to me. And in the United States, the number one spot for miracles to be performed for a Christmas movie is? 34th Street. Well, New York City. Right, New okay. York City. New York City. And <laughs> I was going to say 34th Street as well. <laughs> and they're on the, on the, on the, on the skating rink. <laughs> yep. You know? Oh, what's more magical than that? But right. then while you were sleeping is a Christmas movie. Okay. What, was that with Julia Sandra Roberts? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I'm not familiar. The guy um, during Christmas time falls out on a train track. She saves him. He wakes up with amnesia. He thinks she's his fiance. Mm-hmm. Boom! Christmas movie. So We're now you're gonna it. make everything a Christmas movie. No. If it ticks the boxes. Okay. Ticks or checks? I think you can tick or check. You tick it. Either what, or. What was the word she used? Snab. Snab. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you can snab them. If you snab the boxes, <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> we're still figuring it out. No, we we're still it work, out. We're still working it into the sentence structure. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, home. You know, like I'm not going to argue with Home Alone. It, it's I, you know what? I think it's just that I'm not a Macaulay Culkin fan. Mm-hmm. Macaulay what? I'm, Macaulay Culkin isn't that his He's, name? No, it's Macaulay Culkin. 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 Yeah. There's no L in there. I mean, if there is, it's silent. I couldn't spell it for you. I just know it's Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Coughlin. It's not Coughlin. It's not Coughlin. It's not Tom Coughlin, former uh, coach of the Giants. The Giants? No. It's... Miracle Giants, New York. <laughs> it's, it's Macaulay Coughlin. <laughs> so I, I don't even think that I've seen Home Alone all the way through. Great movie. But why? Because when Home Alone came out. Because I don't like the actor. You weren't an, an adult at that time, were you? In, no. the, in the 90s? Oh, also, let's add Polar Express to this list. Now, Polar Express, here's something about Polar Express, at least in the Bailey family. Um, it became a tradition when I stepped in as a stepfather to my kids, they would watch Polar Express. You know, I wasn't into all the kids mm-hmm. stuff, right? I didn't have any sure. kids. You know, I was a bachelor, right. big daddy bang bang. But they would watch the Polar Express every Christmas Eve. I can see that, yes. So, you know, when I stepped in, that became a tradition. So we don't watch, at least I don't, the Polar Express up until Christmas Eve. Oh, I like that. That's another one, though, that I haven't seen all the way through. But because you talk about it so much, last year I did try to sit down and watch it, but I just kept falling asleep. Oh, my God. It's a hot, hot, hot chocolate, chocolate, hot chocolate, chocolate. That's all I've seen of it. The I the, just keep Yeah, the hot chocolate asleep. scene. Oh, it's great. It's a phenomenal. Tom Hanks plays everybody. I'm going to really. try again. Yeah, he's the equivalent to Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. <laughs> the one minute and 41 seconds that I uh, pulled for last week's Game of Tones is the most I've seen of the Polar Express. Well, yeah. So I'm glad the hot chocolate was a good scene. Yeah. Because I just went, Polar Express, best scene, and that's what came up. Oh, it is the scene. <laughs> it is the scene. It is the scene, without a doubt. First round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you what horrible prison scandal comes to a close and why Florida State is very upset about being left out. Ooh, that's the news in the sportsy world today. All right, uh, two big stories from today. Get your first round of headlines here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. 
time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Yeah, let's do our first round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air, 530, good air, best service, best price. That is guaranteed. Nikki D. No one is above the law, including those enforcing them. H1. A former warden at FCI Dublin Women's Prison has been found guilty in the sex abuse trial against him. Kate. And along with the warden, a former federal correctional officer was sentenced Friday to more than five years in prison for his part in this sexual scam that was going on at this prison. It was going on for years and it was being covered up and the Associated Press did an investigation where they found out that not only was this correctional officer sleeping with inmates, but the warden also had something to do with it and they had been covering it up for years. With this sentencing, they said they want to make it clear that sexual abuse of inmates by guards will not be tolerated in the state of California. And this where this prison is located is about 20 miles east of Oakland. A guided girl, I'm assuming. Yes, it was a, a women's prison. Yeah. And these were male guards. Well, drink for being stupid, you know, thinking that you're going to trust the inmate. I mean, there is a chance possibly, you know, because they don't mention against their will, you know, that the inmates were like, sure, I need some love. You're going to give it to me. That's fine. I mean, you were a CEO. You know how that works. But don't you some think? Some of these were against their will. They had them posing naked in sales. They had all kind of things going on. Now, with this CEO, he was in a relationship with one of these women, but it, it's no it's no consent in prison. So it no. doesn't matter if they consented. It's it's illegal. It's no it, consent. My, my point is, is either way, you know, good or bad, mm-hmm. like you're trusting the wrong people. Like, you know, if I'm if I'm incarcerated, I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's sleep together. And then whatever I say, you're done. Right. Like I, I don't look at it as, as trusting them. I look at it as you're abusing your power and yes. you're taking advantage in this situation. All right, you're missing my point. My point is, is that if you have a relationship with a corrections officer and you're an inmate, the corrections officer is an idiot for trusting that they're not going to tell anybody. Right. That's my point. It's the same when uh, a teacher has sex with a student. Right. Oh, like, well, especially a, a female teacher having sex with a male student. You're expecting a male student not to like. We're in love. Tell everybody. Just don't tell anybody. Right. Regardless of what that person thinks from the beginning. Like, let's say they aren't trying to abuse their power and they really are in love with that person. Your plan B is null and void. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely SOL. All right. Second story. Uh, Florida State players were shocked by an. Ugh. Florida State players were shocked by an announcer snub, H2. Heartbroken, devastated, and uh, I'm sure there is a lot wow. of anger in Tallahassee as a result of this. Just a terribly unfortunate set of circumstances. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama were selected to the college football playoffs on Sunday, making Florida State the first unbeaten Power 5 conference champion to be excluded from the 14 field. The coach made a statement and said to eliminate them from a chance to compete for a national championship is an unwarranted injustice that shows complete disregard and disrespect for their performance. So Alabama knocks off Georgia, right? And Yeah. uh, So Michigan undefeated, get it, even with the scandals. Washington undefeated, get it. And I'm not talking about breaking down the conferences and so on and so forth. Um but Texas, who has lost the game, and Alabama, who has lost the game, you know, FSU not losing a game. But they decide it because they're not playing up to their standards as they were earlier in the season based off of the loss of their quarterback. 
they aren't warranted to get in. Now, me personally, I would say I want UGA in there just because as a fan, right? But fair is fair. FSU should, without a doubt, get in there. Mm-hmm. So then you go, okay, well, what will be the last team? An SEC team has never not, since the playoffs have been a thing, been a part of the playoffs. Now, you look at the breakdown of money because that's what it boils down to. Believe it or not, the Big Ten brings in the most money out of any division or any conference uh, with SEC 2, ACC 3, and the Pac-12 4. Which is crazy. Right. You, you know, SEC football, I mean, like, there's no arguing that SEC football in this country is the biggest conference as far as fan base goes and as far as play goes. I mean, just look at the national championships over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you have to have an SEC school in there, but do you take Alabama just because they beat Georgia or do you take Georgia – because they had been number one and technically are the more dominant team, just not on that day. That's a tough spot to be in. That's why you got to have a, a broader playoff system, in which they will next year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are trying to say, hey, look, emergency, stretch it. But you can't do that. No. You know, like at the last minute, you can't do that just because you can't decide. But to be fair, FSU should, without a doubt, whether they get crushed or not. I mean, look, at Cincinnati was in it the other year, right? Mm-hmm. You know, talk about a lower team but that's what we want. You want the underdog team to be a part of the conference. Florida State got screwed. They got like royally screwed. And they're right. only basing this on the fact that their quarterback is out. That's what I read. I mean, that's that's, that's the only what, argument I've seen. That's what they said. I mean, you could also jump into conspiracy on some of the people on the uh, that are making this decision and what their job is and who they're associated with and. I mean, like, the internet has really dug into these people that have made yeah. some of these decisions. And they're like, well, this guy, he's got it out for FSU. You know, like, even if FSU got crushed, you know, is FSU a better football team than Alabama? No, I don't think but so. Texas? Uh, are they better than Texas? Yeah, I think they probably are. I, I don't know. They're at least comparable to Texas. But if you want to keep it straight air Janeiro and go, okay, well, just base it off of what it should be based off of. Right, wins and loses. W- wins and losses. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then you break it down to the conference. Like, who are these teams playing in order to get that record? I mean, you look at the... Are they saying then that Florida State's conference is just soft? And that's why the- well, the ACC is not the, definitely not the strongest conference sure. out there. But you could make the same argument. I mean, like but it's not the same Big Twelve as it was twenty years ago. You look at you look at you know Michigan. At least you have Ohio State and Penn State in there. Uh, Iowa's in there, you know. But you can't argue with the SEC stuff. So you have to have an SEC. Well, you don't have to, but. And Georgia really screwed this whole thing up by losing Alabama. Yeah. There would be no conversation today in the sportsy world if they would not have lost, in which they should not have lost. You don't think they'd still argue with a one-loss Texas team shouldn't be in over them since they're an undefeated Power Five? I would still argue that point if if I was undefeated. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Texas team, I, 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 I don't know. I hate Texas. I don't, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I'm a UCF guy. Texas. That's not happening for a while. <laughs> I know. I'm not a fan of Texas either. Uh, if you, let's say, were on your deathbed or you've known somebody that's been on their deathbed, did they wait until the very last minute to tell you something? Or would you, if you were in that situation or plan on it, wait to the last minute to tell your loved ones something that you could not tell them while you were alive? I tell you this. I bring this up because there's a story of a father who told a secret on his deathbed that shocked his family. 916-909-0985. Get to that story in a minute. Appreciate you being here. It's 
the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can use that to get on the text machine as well. On social at Listen to the BS, uh, today we start the Disturbed Flyaway promotion, which means for the next two weeks, each and every weekday, you are listening for the sounder, which will include Mr. Draymond, Mr. Draymond himself. Uh, when you hear that, you're going to be caller 18. You'll automatically get a 98 Rock prize pack, but you'll then be entered in for the grand prize, which is round-trip airfare for two to Nashville, uh, Tennessee, to see Disturbed in a hotel for three nights. So that's pretty cool. So when you hear it, and it'll happen uh, with us between 6 and 10 a.m., uh, make sure you're paying attention and you give us a buzz at that phone number, and uh, life will be good. So... Uh, have you ever thought about this? Or maybe you know somebody that's been in this situation. On their deathbed, they waited until that time in order to tell you and the family something of importance. Usually, I'm assuming it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Something that they've hidden their entire lives. Right. And even, like, what's your plan? I'm not trying to bring you down or get morbid. But a lot of us, if not, well, everybody has got skeletons in their closet. Are you going to go, you know... You're going to go upstairs with those secrets or are you planning on somehow shape, form, fashion, releasing that before your exit right? You know what I mean? Like, like I know there are some people that record videos. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I would do. I've been watching this uh, show on Hulu called Black Cake, and that's what the mother did. Instead of her telling them face to face, she recorded a series of um, recordings on her phone and not until after she died she had her attorney sit down with her kids and let them listen to her i think i'd do something like that yeah i think i would too because yeah. you just never know like if you're in your deathbed right and you know like, you can't talk you got a tube in your mm-hmm. face or something like that and you're not going to be able to get it out but you can think and you're like man i really wish i would have planned this a little bit better yep because i want this information to get out and then then the question is what do you say like what is it is it i cheated on you i have another family uh, I have another identity. My name's not what I say it is. Right. The reason why I bring this up is there's this guy, Thomas Randall. He was dying of lung cancer, and he had a secret. And this happened March of 2021. So he had his daughter at his bedside. They're in Boston. And this was after his first chemo session. And he makes this confession to his daughter that he was a fugitive and had been one for about five decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy had been on America's Most Wanted, Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, this wasn't just your local fugitive. Right. This guy was a five-decade, everybody and their mama's looking for this guy, bad guy. Uh, more than 50 years earlier, when he was in his 20s, he had robbed an Ohio bank of $215,000. And his real name was not Thomas Randall. It was Theodore Conrad. So this guy on his deathbed is telling his daughter not only the name that she had known for her entire life was not his name. Not her name. But he was also a bank robber (laughs) that for five decades the world has been looking for. And something else that's even worse than that is knowing that it's not her name. He had asked his daughter before he told her this truth that when she got married, the one thing he wanted her to do was keep their last name. Randall. Yes. Yeah. He asked her to do that. And probably a good idea. Not a good idea now. Well, well, why is your last name Conrad and your dad's what? Hold on. Let's talk for a second. So he said, hey, look, don't, this is, this is it. Don't, and then he says, don't Google me. Like, mm-hmm. don't do any, well, of course, 
She, of course, I got to Google she you. She Googles <laughs> and she finds out all this stuff. So, uh, in Massachusetts, Linfield to be exact, Thomas Randall was a car salesman. He was a country club pro. He loved his wife and he loved his kid. Back in Cleveland, he was Ted Conrad, an elusive bank robber, barely out of his teens when he pulled off one of the largest heists in Ohio history, the equivalent of just under $2 million today. Wow. Inspired by his favorite movie, The Thomas Crown Affair. Mm -hmm. His face was everywhere. America's most, that's like finding your girlfriend in a porn when you're watching it with the fellas. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that rug pull feeling of going, Wait a minute. Can you rewind that for a second? Right. That looks, like, <laughs> it looks like somebody I know. It looks like, and it's your father. But here's the thing: is like you know, we all make mistakes. There's no doubt about it. We all do dumb things, especially when we're in our twenties. Uh, and and then we learn from those things. To give this guy a little bit of credit, right? He robs a bank, which I've always thought was cool, just as long as nobody gets hurt. Sure. Robs a bank. Gets his money and then gets out. He worked at the bank, so he didn't walk in and rob it. He worked there. But he got out is my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't mm-hmm. even know. He he did this on a Friday. His It was his birthday weekend. He just walked right into the vault, stuffed some money in a bag, and left. They didn't know until Monday that he robbed it. So the rest of his life, he was a, he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, he just said, hey, look, there's a chance that they might find me. Uh, I don't know the whole story on how he left the bank and why he left the bank. And he was never, I mean, if he, were, if he was questioned where the money, I'm sure he was. Oh, no, 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 no. He got away clean. They never found him. He left, walked out that bank on Friday with the money. He sent two letters to his girlfriend at the time telling her he loved her. He missed her. Basically, he'd never see her again. Then he vanishes. And then he van- and then wow. that, yep. and then that's when they obviously knew he was the guy. Mm-hmm. They, they knew it was him. And they never found him. They never found him. That's nuts. And her, five decades to five be decades. on the run and have a different life and have to keep. I don't Look, I'm pretty good at keeping. Eh, you know what? I think I could. I'm pretty good at keeping secrets. I don't know. Her and her, her and her mom made the decision not to call the police on him because they didn't want him arrested while. Oh, dying. so they knew. So yeah, Does yeah. That the, make well, they because, No, no, no. I'm saying because he told his daughter, and then his daughter told the mom. So they knew at that point, but they didn't call the police because they didn't want him to die in prison. Oh, 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 oh. So I'm talking about for the five decades. Oh yeah, no. They had no clue. No, his wife didn't know. Daughter didn't know. Nobody knew. His mother didn't know. No, nobody. No one knew. Mm-mm. Yeah, but does that make you an accessory now? No, he's dead. But no, them an accessory. You knew, right? Them an accessory. Yeah. Mom and daughter. Yeah, mom and daughter. Does that make you uh, an accessory to robbery? I don't think so because uh, she got a podcast that drops today where she's oh, talking about it all. Oh, I know, but so of if she they does. were going to be indicted for it or whatever, they would have been arrested by now. It's public. That's dude, that's like that's like man. What do we, I need some extra cash? Oh, you remember when Dad told us he was a bank robber? Right. There's this podcasting thing that's a craze. Mm-hmm. We should do one of those types of things. Her her podcast is called Smokescreen, My Fugitive Dad. You know, I was watching <laughs> I was watching a show last night. Uh, it's a new on Netflix. Um, it's this guy. He's a surgeon, and he oh yeah, I saw that up there. The rejuvenation of organs using stem cells, and he was called the like super surgeon. And he said, "There's only one other person higher than me, and that's God." You know, but he was. He was very charming, good-looking, rich, and all this stuff, and everybody looked at him for this new wave of surgery to help save people, and he was replacing people's windpipes that had cancer or issues. Uh And uh, I've only gotten through, like, a quarter of the first episode, 
but the the woman that's narrating this whole thing is a is a former journalist or a journalist that used to work at NBC and she was doing a story on this guy and then fell in love with this guy then they had a thing Right place, right time. You know, mm-hmm. like, just like the podcast situation. Kids like, right place, right time. Now is a good time to out dad. So if you were on your deathbed, how far would you go and what would you admit? Because I don't think anybody in this room, I mean, I have, I was thinking about this uh, when I saw a story last night. I said, probably there's maybe two things that I will go to my, I, I'll probably go to the grave, not telling anyone. Ooh. And I'm an open book. Like there's hmm. things that I've talked about on the air over the years that I'll get reactions like, why are you sharing this with us? You know, well, it's just because of what we do. This is therapy for me, guys. So but there are a couple things that I could never explain. It just would never come across properly. Hmm. So I will go that no one knows. Oh, no one. Well, there's two people, not three people, not four people. Yeah, four okay. people in my life that know. But there's there's like two of them. It happened when I was a kid. But I'd never, ever tell anybody those things. So I don't have any cool, like, I robbed a bank type of scenario. There's nothing that on my deathbed that I would need to tell my family. Me either. I don't have anything super juicy. I wish that I did, though. Reading so these I. stories, I'm like, dang, I wish there was something that I could have done that was juicy that I can be like, Madison, I'm dying. Oh, but- God. Let's tell you this before I go. <laughs> I want to be able to do that. Like Don't be an actress. <laughs> like if you Don't ever try acting because that was. No, look, I've no. had to play a part before where I've had to die and I thought it was going to be a lot easier. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. I don't think I mine. Was pretty good. I don't think mine was all that great, but that one was real bad. <laughs> you have to be dramatic like that when you're dying. That's how they do it in the movies. No, I've done it in a movie. I know what it's like. I'm just saying <laughs> that's not it. And I'm not saying I had the best one either, but that one was definitely not it. For sure. What were you saying, Nelson? If you had killed somebody, would you want them to know? Well, Ooh. The person that you killed? No, like oh. your family. My family. I think I would. That yeah. would be a good deathbed confession. What if? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we're. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that'd be a good. Deathbed what if confession. you're a serial killer? Like, not just an accident. It's one thing, oh, I was drunk driving or something, and I accidentally killed somebody, and I got away with it. But what if you're the Green River killer or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, because my daughter would be rich then. I tell her all the stuff. I leave all the evidence, all the stuff that I did behind so that she could do a podcast, write a book, and she'd be rich. Yeah, but you, well, you UGA your legacy, Uh right? Your last game you lose, you don't make the conference playoffs. So everything that you had done... All the good yep. and all the great accolades uh-huh. that go along with your name, and everybody's got them, you included, just because you think you're you're not a, a superstar in this world. You are to certain people. And all those good memories now vanish once you release that information. I don't yeah. think anybody would understand. No. If, but- you say, if you're like, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm glad he told us. It took a lot for him to do that before he died. Let's just put this to the side. You, Remember that one time when he picked up the dog and the thing and the, the, the oh. you know, and we we're on the road and the box. And the- How about when he tied up all those teenagers and tortured them with a pot poker? But, yeah, that's but the dog ha- was more important. I mean, uh, like, let's just put though. that to the side. Those teenagers, you know, who's this? Who's they not, had an attitude. Who's not to say they didn't have it coming? <laughs> we don't know the whole story, but I can tell you the whole story with the dog and the thing and the box and the He thing. rescued that dog. He rescued. I, I cried. It was flawed. We called, remember the dog? We had it 15 years. I do. I Love remember it. the dog. 
I can tell you scenarios, though, where this actually happens a lot more than we're thinking. Okay. Think about the men that fall over and die from heart attacks or something, and then their wives find out that they had mistresses and that they were cheaters. So I had something sort of like this happen, not quite as juicy. As my mom was dying, my sister was going through, like, paperwork and helping them clean, clean up boxes and stuff, and she found my dad's first wife divorce papers. And we went our whole lives not knowing that he got married right out of high school. He married his high school sweetheart and divorced her at 21. But my mom knew about it. Obviously, he knew about it. And they weren't telling anybody about it. Really? In fact, I found out later why my mom hated my dad's cousin so much because he would call her. My mom's name is Debbie. He would call her Linda. That was the first Ooh. wife's name. So old Terry, old Terry go, hey, Linda, what's going on? And I didn't know anything about that, but she hated him for that. I always wondered, you know, because I had to find out on my own who my real father was. Uh-huh. You know, because it, it just kind of like when I was 11 or 12. I remember my brother kind of helping me out with the situation, but nobody talked to me about it. And I guess after a while, I was like, you know what? What I've learned so far in these 11 years that I've been on this earth, that people have dads, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and this is odd. And like, and I started to think to myself, because like, I know I have to have one. Yeah. Right? They, like, it just doesn't make any sense. So literally, I was going through phone books, and I started to ask around, but I didn't want to ask my mother. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to my brother, and this is when we had just moved from Maryland to, to Naples, Florida, and there... I can see right now there's a like a little yellow sticky pad that I had written down my real father's name and I want to even say his phone I forgot how I got it but I know my brother helped me out with this and I don't think my mother was very happy with that but I always wondered if like how long that would have gone hmm. I mean I'm not saying anything to you about it I mean I'm 48 now eventually I'm going to say you know what Jason this dad thing's real people have them why don't you you know, I just keep having numerous stepfathers. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At least in, in my eyes at the time. So I, I, I would think that, you know, for a lot of people, their deathbed confession would be, you know, you were adopted. Yes, for sure. That would mm-hmm. probably, if I were to guess, I'd probably think that's the, because that's a tough thing for a parent to just bust out and say. But I, I've. I have friends that were adopted and all of them found out later in life after they were grown and they all say they wish they would have been told as kids. You say, right. you, you well, we all wish that the government be honest about aliens, but when we do find out, we wish they would have kept it a secret. I think that's one of those things where we say that later in life when we can handle it, mm-hmm. but... Could you have handled it Could you have handled child? it at that age? I don't know. Adoption agencies encourage you telling them right away because I have a friend, her and her brother were adopted, and then they had they had kids that they adopted, and they say it's the healthier way to do it, to let them know up front. Yeah, I think it depends on the kid. I think it depends on the kid, too, but like I say, I have four friends that were adopted, and they all said the same thing. Yeah. We had, like, a show about it and everything. There, there was a... There's a kid that I knew that was adopted, and he found out when he was a young teenager, and he just went nuts. Uh, it, like, gave him the green light to use the, the line, you're not my parents. Oh, my goodness. So, oh. so there was a lot of animosity. I mean, it, things went downhill for that kid after that. I can believe So that. that would be the flip side of that. Sure. You know, I think he got into drugs. I don't even know if he's still alive. But, yeah, like, he when he found out about it, he was like, nah. Bite my ass. Every everything that happened, you know, you're grounded. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, as long as you live under my roof, <laughs> fine. I'll leave. 
You know, so he just it turned out to be one of those types of things. Dang. So I'm assuming that would be the biggest thing that's told on the deathbed, but I don't know if you got one or, you know, maybe you want to tell us. I don't know. I doubt Reveal it. Reveal a secret. I doubt Ooh. it. Yeah. yeah we won't say your name. I, I, I think that's the whole purpose of this conversation is you don't want to tell us now. You weren't going to wait. But if you do want to tell us now, that would be kind of cool. That would be amazing. But better yet, you know, probably the safer question would be if somebody told you one. 916-909-0985. If you got something, get it in. If not, we'll move on. The BS Saves Christmas this Friday. If you missed it, a major celebrity is joining us. We'll tell you who that is here in just a minute. Hang on. There's Greg in Vacaville. Your uncle dropped a bombshell on yeah. his on his deathbed. What was it? It's uh, the whole time, you know, I grew up in an all-white society in Dublin, California. You know, and I was the only dark kid in, in school and everything. And I always, you know, I'm, my mom's French and Scottish. And, you know, my for the longest time, I figured that my dad was Spanish. But there had been a family secret when my uncle died. He told, he gathered everybody around and told there was a family secret. Grandma had already passed away, but she didn't want to tell us that we're Apache Native American. So that explained a lot of things in my family, you know, why we had long hair and we always looked different than everybody else. But being French and Apache explained a lot of things. So what age? We never knew about. What what uh, what, what age did you? I mean, you're, a, I, you're I, hold on for a second. You're a kid, yeah, so yeah. like you're pure, you're innocent. Your uh, kids are just kids. You're not sitting there really going, "I look different." But there is an age where that starts to sink in. At what age did you realize that? Hey, look, everybody else is white, and I'm not. Yeah, I, I, not till I was in almost forty. Uh, it happened in 2008. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. You didn't realize that you didn't look like the rest of the family until you were 40? Yeah. Yeah. And, and our name, our last name was a given name because my grandfather would not give up his native name. So they gave, they gave him a number, the number 10. And that's what our last name is, is the number 10 number 10 in spanish okay so, so and so yeah so 40 yeah like i'm still trying to understand oh Diaz. but what? it's this whole Diaz, but yeah it's his whole family <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> his it's whole not my real last name and i didn't know that i always thought Diaz was my last name right. his whole family <laughs> is native and they were yeah. all darker than the area not just like not just him oh i thought it was well, just no, him mom, no she didn't mom, sneak away <laughs> I thought you're like, dude. You're the only dark kid, like in your family right. too. Like, dude, I, I am the only dark kid in my family. See? My sisters are lighter than me. You but know, you're all native, like, though. We're all we're all French, you know, French and native. Yeah. Yeah. So what was but the, I'm the darkest one? So so the bombshell was what exactly is that? Somebody slept with somebody that was Native American or what? No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would imagine so. Then. The new world coming to the old world, you know. Uh, well, who was it? Who was it? Who in the family? It was uh, my. It was uh, my father. Did he my cheat? Father on... is Native American. Okay, but did he cheat on your? I'm still. I'm. I'm confused. No, my, yeah, my grandfather went back east to work in the steel mills during the turn of the century, and uh, he he crossed the lines. There was a strike over in Pennsylvania during the time. 
he he left from Oakland, California, on a bus all the way across the country, and then and then uh, he wouldn't give up his name, so they gave him the number ten. Got it. Okay, so Greg, 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 yeah. Greg. Let's let's slow down for a second. I'm still trying to understand what the bombshell was. Like what, what? There's somebody. There's somebody. What was the bombshell that was dropped on the deathbed? It was that we're we're Apache. So yeah, but did, you didn't. So we never knew we were Native American. You just thought what the whole time? We. I just thought I was this Mexican French kid that you know, with with all you know with everybody in school and everything you know. So I got the nickname Frenchican. Frenchican. French Mexican. French so everybody Mex- called me the Frenchican. But that didn't really <laughs> change much in your life, right? I mean, it's not that. I mean, yeah, you, 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 you're like, oh, look at that. I'm, 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 you know, part. If anything, it's a good thing, right? Because the United States gives yeah, if you're it certain. Was. You know, I, my grandmother. You know, I'm like, why did she hide that from everybody? Why didn't she want to tell anybody? Well, I tell you, there's, you know, when you go into religion and ethnicity and stuff, especially religion, you go back to, I mean, just the '70s, which for most of yeah. us is not that long ago. If you were Jewish. And you had a relationship with, let's say, a Catholic, that was taboo. I mean, it just yeah. was not accepted. Catholics, not with Jewish, Jewish. Now, even in the Jewish community today, they want a Jewish daughter to wear an, uh, marry a nice Jewish boy. Yep. And the same with a Jewish boy to a Jewish girl. There's nothing wrong with that. But when, no. when they mixed in those days, you know, there's probably a lot of people today that don't realize that they're half Jewish or half Catholic or what? Or, yeah. you know, I don't know if you can be half Catholic, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. uh, thank you, Greg. We'll see you. Appreciate the call. Okay. Native American thank stud you. you. All right, we'll see you. I was going to say, if, if anything, it's a good thing, right? Because you get a percentage Boy. from the country. Yes. Yeah, the federal government gives you... You get access to health care. You get, like, yeah. a lot of stuff that comes. Yeah. I know my daughter's biological father uh, was a percentage of Native American, I don't think she has enough to collect, uh-huh. but I know that's been a conversation. When I found out about that, I was like, "Really?" It's like, "Good for y'all." That's a good little paycheck to come in there, right? You know, that's not much of a deathbed confession, though, right? I mean, it's not you- like this guy we were talking about who confessed to his daughter that he was a fugitive for fifty years. No, right. it's not that it was something illegal, but knowing where you come from is important. So, yeah, finding out that you have a whole nother. Uh, culture that you come from that you didn't know about, I think that's good because that that helps explain some of maybe medical histories and things like that that oh, could be right. wrong that you don't know about. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was a bombshell. That's why. I, that's why I'm enjoying this, you know, patch up with my mother and my brother. Yeah, you finding out new stuff every day, dude. I'm fine. I'm finding all kinds of stuff, like how I got my name, where it came from, mm-hmm. who named me. Uh, my brother's sending me old pictures. And uh, he's like, do you remember this? Do you remember that? I was like, this is great. And I never thought I'd be into it. I think I suppressed those feelings for years Mm -hmm. when I wasn't talking to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need this. Mm -hmm. But the older you get, the more inquisitive you are. Well, right. And everybody wants to know where they came from, their past. We forget so many things. There's only a certain amount of information that we can retain. You have to talk to your your mothers, your grandmothers, your older siblings to remember things that you don't remember. Well, uh, let me tell you this, in case you missed it earlier. For the big live show this Friday, the BS Saves Christmas, Four Score Coffee House, Lincoln Street, Roseville, uh, Santa's coming. Santa! Santa is going to be there thanks to the fairy godmother. They know Santa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great company that you can go to 
may offer up different things, but uh, but they know Santa. They got Santa to come out to our big live show. Yes. It'll be there around 8 a.m. This is all to benefit Lost But Not Forgotten, so make sure you're bringing your gift cards, board games, puzzles, makeup sets. In return, you can win the Mammoth signed guitar, the signed Shinedown stuff, the big green egg package, the signature hydrofacial, the system rejuvenation from Good Guys Heating and Air, all kinds of concert tickets and more. Details on our Facebook page at Listen to the BS. But Santa's coming. Santa. So exciting. So exciting. Quickly, McKenzie and Carmichael, what was the deathbed confession? Um, so in high school, my grandfather um, told me before he passed away that I have a sister um, that my mom had um, a daughter when she was a freshman in high school. And my sister was raised as my cousin because she was shipped off to live with our family in Tennessee so that my mom didn't have that stigma that she had a baby as a freshman in high school. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, that is another family secret that is is rampant. Yeah, so you actually knew your cousin, i.e. your sister, the entire time growing up, but you just looked at her as a cousin. Oh, yeah, we would go visit. They lived in Tennessee, so we would go visit them in the summertime, or she would come and stay with us for weeks at a time during school breaks, and we were close, and then... Um, at a family reunion, uh, right before he ended up passing away, he shared that news with us, that wall well, with me. Um, and then come to find out, she was already grown, she was married, and she was living like 15 minutes away from where I was living at the time. And we had no idea that each other were... The cousin, yeah, were, the, the cousin, the sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how old were you when this all went down? Um, 18. Uh-huh. Do you have a relationship with her now? Um, yeah. She's doing her own thing now. Um, it was really hard for us to develop like that sister relationship at that point because yeah. we were just cousins the whole time. Um, and she moved back to Virginia, but we, we we hung out a couple times after we found out. But that was that's always been the biggest bombshell in my life. Yeah, so I totally can relate. Isn't it weird? You know, so I have three siblings from my biological father, and I had never met them, and just in the past two years. I started to develop a relationship with my brother from my biological father. And it's like when I talk to him, it's it's like I've got decades of information to 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 catch up on, but it's still it's like this weird it's this weird like it's it still doesn't feel like it's a brother. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It feels like it's some yeah. some dude that hey, you know what? By blood, we're brothers. Let's just talk about this stuff. Like we're. It's just a very odd. If you've never done it, you don't know. It's it's a weird. It's right. Am I wrong here, McKenzie? It's just a weird feeling. No, yeah. It 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 even changed our like cousin dynamic too because then it was like this weird in between, and like now we barely talk because it's just like we don't know how to how to approach it. It's just yeah. yeah. What'd your mom say about it? Um, she doesn't talk about it. She left that in her. She doesn't even. It's really sad. She doesn't even acknowledge it. Um, even she now, knows that I know now. Yeah, she knows wow. that I know now. But even now, she'll still like refer to me as her only child, and she'll still like. It's a thing. Well, and don't and don't be don't beat her up too much. You know, in those days, it was it was a shame. It was it was it was a shaming thing, right? You know, you you couldn't say, "Hey, look, I'm you know, this happened." Whether an accident or not, she kept the kid alive, and she just did the best what she could for both herself and that child. 
you know, things could be worse, right? You, you, she could not yeah. be here today. So for your in your mother's eyes, I'm assuming she's uh, she's more mad at herself than anything else. That's probably why she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and I think a lot of it was also my grandparents because they, you know, try, like you said, the shaming, trying to save face with their community, too. Yeah. So I remember it's just a weird situation. <laughs> yeah, I remember my cousin got pregnant when she was in high school and her parents were thumpers to the 10th degree. And I went to go visit her. I'd, I'd moved from Maryland at the time and they were dodging me. Uh-huh. And I think she got pregnant when she was like 15 or 16. Because oh, they didn't old. want you to see her pregnant. Right. And they kept her in the basement Dang. and they kept coming up with excuses oh and nobody in the family knew until years and years later until she actually had the kid. In I guess. the basement. Did they feed the girl? Yeah, they fed her. But like, <laughs> I was like, I remember I went over there. And I was like, hey, is, you know, blah, 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 home. And they're like, ah, she's, uh, she's sleeping. She's busy. I'm like, what? She's sick. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm literally traveled here, like, to see you guys. Like, yeah, sorry. It's not happening. All right, Mackenzie, thanks for listening. Bye. All right, we'll see you. All right, second round of headlines. What do you got? I want to tell you what local mall a woman was attacked in and how drinking wine could give you some extra coins. All right, get you us two big stories from today here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. I'm sorry, I was doing something on my phone. What did you say? You're my, my favorite? What? I'm about to eat your favorite <laughs> a banana your favorite thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Look, here's the thing. You can get away with eating the banana. <laughs> You're a female. A dude at the fair with a chocolate frozen dipped banana walking around. I get you. Not the coolest look. <laughs> not a good idea. <laughs> look, not the coolest look. All right. Second round of headlines. Thanks to good guys heating and air. 530 good air. Go ahead, please. A woman was assaulted just sitting at the mall. H3. Start hitting my head. I mean, punch, you know, my head, and I tried to cover my head. It ended minutes after when a bystander approached them. And then the girl took off running. An 80 year old woman is sitting over in Arden Fair Mall, which is over by where Nelson lives. And she says she's waiting on her daughter who's shopping inside of a store. And she said this girl comes up next to her and she didn't even look up at the girl. And she said the girl says, Are you looking at me? So then at that point, she says, she does look at the girl, and this woman doesn't understand English very well either. And so she said the girl then walks off, and a few minutes later comes back and just starts punching her in her head. Um, somebody who saw this attack happening walked over. The girl runs off. They called mall security, but they never showed up, so they ended up having to call the police. Now, KCRA is where I got the story. They reached out to mall security for a statement to say why didn't they come, and they didn't get a response yet from the mall. I am so shocked. Mall security didn't do anything i mean i don't think they can you know they're just dudes in shirts they're supposed to still report though if they're called to an incident i would yeah i would think there there is a fight at a waffle house a a video i mean there's always a fight at a waffle house but there was a video i saw this morning and as these two guys are fighting and throwing chairs at each other the scrawny little security guard is standing by the door just watching (laughs) Just watch, you know, like who, like I understand maybe it might be tough to hire people for certain jobs, <laughs> but shouldn't there be some type of criteria for security? At least make him look tough. Right. You know, <laughs> the illusion of the, it all. There's a, there's a jewelry store in the Galleria, uh, in the, on the second level in the corner. It's like this bougie jewelry store. 
And they've always got a security guard there. And he's wearing a vest, you know, like a bulletproof vest or mm-hmm. a tactical vest or something. But he always looks like a badass. He does. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, whether he is one or not, I don't know. And Nor- he never smiles. Right. Well, that's part of be. That's like check badass. Like, don't right. smile. He never you know, but like that's the look you've got to go for. You know, so anyway. All right. Second start. There's a new way to get some cash in Cali. H4. Things that pair well with wine. Cheese. Chocolate. Meat. Recycling? Recycling, exactly. (laughs) Residents soon can turn wine bottles, liquor bottles, and other large beverage containers in for cash. It's going to go into effect starting in January. Uh, When you buy, like, liquor bottles, some of the, like, Ocean Spray V8s, they have a CRV uh, fee that's attached to them. Well, if you turn these bottles in, the big liquor bottles, big ocean spray bottles, you can get anywhere from five to 10 cents. And if you turn in those big boxes, you know, that wine come in, those boxes you can get 25 cents for if you turn them in for recycling. I see that as a kid, to turn in bottles and stuff. My uncle used to recycle cans. Oh, that's that's like back at the boomer generation, like our grand grandparents and great grandparents. He was a stickler for that. That's, you know, it was that and paper routes. That's, oh yes, that's how they. That's how they. Yeah. That's how they'd make money. And in the south, picking pecans. Picking pecans. Because we used to have to be out there. Oh, hot picking pecans, and my uncle would go sell them for money. Yeah. We never got any of the money, by the way, but we had to pick them. I saw a sign the other day. I was like, "That's still a thing with what you're talking about." You uh-huh. know, they, you know they, like there's, we're going to start recycling or something. This and this and that, which is great. I mean, all the homeless people looking to make some cash. You got bottles. You mm-hmm. know? couple dollars here, a couple dollars there. I mean, that's all you're getting from people anyway. Absolutely. Give you something to do during the day. People mm-hmm. just throw the stuff away. So you just take that and make yourself some some coin and go yourself, buy yourself a burger. Get yourself some food. Mmm. Make me some French toast. Uh, John Mulaney. He's going to be at Thunder Valley January 25th, 26th. Very, 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 very funny comedian. Actor, writer, producer, best known for being a part of SNL. I'm sure you know who he is. I don't need to explain it to you. Anyway, I got tickets if you'd like to go. I need a couple players. We'll do Generally Speaking, a generation-based game where Nelson goes out, talks to an individual. We find out what generation they're from, and then they are asked generation-based questions. Boomers to X to millennials, so on and so forth. All you have to do is yay or nay their answers. Nikki D is going to help you out. You get it right, get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. Whoever has the most points wins the tickets to go see John Mulaney, 916-909-0985, 916-909-0985. Start lining up, and we'll play Generally Speaking here next. Thank you. Hey, Boomer, think you know your millennial stuff? Uh, pokey what? What about you, Gen Xer? Ready to drop some knowledge? Eh, bite me. It's time to play Generally Speaking on the BS. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D, and there's Nelson and Kyle on the other side of the glass. We've got Chris and Lincoln. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning. Uh, how was your weekend, sir? Oh, it was great. Went out and got a Christmas tree and drove up into the snow. Nice. Cool. You cut it down like a uh, Christmas vacation, huh? Yeah, I got a permit and... Ten dollars went up there and got a really nice tree. That's badass. Did you forget your uh, chainsaw like uh, Chevy Chase did? No, no. That was the first thing I made sure it worked before I left the house. You sound like a Viking, like you're from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we always did it when I was a kid. 
we'd go out to the woods and chop our own trees down with our teeth. Uh, all right, Bob and Rancho Cordova. Good morning, Bob. Good morning to you. All right. Did you chop a tree down this weekend for Christmas? No, I just spent some time with the grandson. We watched some uh, football games yesterday, that kind of stuff. Both manly men on the phone right now. Nice. We got tree tro- <laughs> We got tree choppers, and we got football and grandkids. That's good. I like a good good dudes. All right, fellas. Uh, John Mulaney, uh, very funny comedian. You probably remember him from SNL. He'll be in town at Thunder Valley January 25th and 26th of next year. It's a nice little pre-Christmas prize to give to you, or you can give it to someone else. That is what is on the line. The game is called Generally Speaking. We're about to introduce you to our what we call generalists, so you get a good idea of who's answering these questions. Then a question will be asked. All you have to do is yay or nay their answers. You get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. Nikki D will help you out on the lo- along the way. You guys understand? Uh, cool, got it. All right, Chris, Bob, listen up. Here's our generalist. What's your name? Marcian Evans. Marcian, what do you do for a living? I work in cannabis. How old are you? 32. 32, that makes you a millennial. Yes. Tell me something interesting about yourself. I'm a Capricorn, and I don't know what that means. What? I didn't get much from him, did you? No. no. I'm a Capricorn. I don't know what it means. And I don't know what it means, so uh, these answers probably are not going to be great. All right, Chris, you are up first. Here we go. A1. Complete this slogan. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Definitely a boomer question, uh, Nikki D., Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Complete the slogan. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Pepto biz. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Not it. Not it. <laughs> Chris, you know the answer, right? Oh, what a relief! Oh, what a relief it is. Yep. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, oh what, what a relief, relief it is. is. Yeah. No, don't know that. <laughs> is that Alka Seltzer? Yeah. Oh shoot. Yep. <laughs> That's on the line of the big fig Newton. Oh, yep. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, what a relief it is, Chris. That's what we're looking for from our generalist. Yay or nay? That's an absolute yay. nay. What are you saying, Chris? I'm thinking yay. That's an easy one. Yeah, but he doesn't even know what a Capricorn is and is his zodiac sign. So I'm going to say nay for this one. All right. What do you want to go with, Chris? I'm going with yay. You're going against Nikki D. You're saying yay on what a relief it is. Let's find out A2. Slurp, slurp. Is that right? (laughs) No. It's oh, what a relief it is. He's thinking of that porn. (laughs) (laughs) Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, slurp, slurp. That's not a porn, you say. Mm. All right, Chris, that point goes to Bob. Bob, the board is yours. Here's your question for generally speaking, B1. If something is cap, what does that mean? All right, this is a Gen Z question, Nikki D. If something is cap, what does that mean? That means it is a lie. It, that's right. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? I, didn't I know. did. I did not. <laughs> All right, uh, Bob. Yay or nay? False or a lie is what we're looking for. Will our generalist uh, know it? I didn't know it, so I think he will know it. Yes, he will. <laughs> he will know this one. This will be a big fat yay for him. Use that in yeah. a sentence, would you? Um, no cap. These shoes I have on are red. Yeah, but that's like for a, a teenager. That's like teenager words, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no cap. But yeah. everybody says no cap now. That's no cap. What you just said is no cap. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you guys sound silly using it. I, we really I don't. Feel silly no, you do. I don't. You do. It's it's it's. I don't. I don't use cap or no cap. I it's, do. It's kind of a silly. You you reach a certain threshold. You shouldn't be using certain words. I right? feel like I'm too old for cap. I think I'm that not. I think that you should use the words from your generation to keep them alive. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah, but you can't jump into the. You know, like hearing a 50-year-old go cray-cray, I think sounds silly. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the 50-year-old. All right, so yay or nay or false or lie, Bob, what do you think? I think he will get it. All right, he's going to get false or lie, B2. It is bogus. It is untrue. It is a falsehood. That's correct. Yep, there we go. told you, he know that. It's right up his alley. All right, Chris, you got to get on the board here, brother man. Next question is yours, C1. Led by acts like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, the term for the influx of music from England in the 60s was called what? That's a great question. A boomer question. Led by acts like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, the term for the influx of music from England in the 60s, Nikki D, was called what? The British Invasion. Very good. (laughs) Chris, will our generalists know British Invasion? No, this is tough. I feel like he should, but he's not sounding very smart to me. So I would still say nay. All right, Chris. I'm going to go with Nikki D this time. I would think he would know that, but I'm going to say nay. Chris, sometimes you just have to take a step back, (laughs) take a sip of your drink, (laughs) lean back in your lazy boy and go, not everybody on this planet is as smart as Chris. Sometimes you got to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Nay, nay on British uh, British invasion, correct? Correct. All right. Let's find out. C2. Um, invasion of the T? So close. It's the British invasion. Ah, okay. That, that makes also sense. Pers- also sense. <laughs> this, this person's not great. <laughs> Right. He works in cannabis. So. Chris is on the board, 2-1. to one. Bob is in the lead, and the board is Bob's. Here we go, D1. In an all-time favorite vine, a man in a Spider-Man costume and goggles stands in his bathroom to let his dudes know it's what day. Wow, definitely a millennial question. In an all-time favorite vine, a man in a Spider-Man costume and goggles goggles mm-hmm. stands in a bathroom to let his dudes know it's what day it's a vine but a millennial question vine wasn't around for millennials yeah, it was vine is millennial tiktok is gen z really yes yep vine okay. is our app okay okay i believe you all right uh would you know the answer nikki i don't have no clue <laughs> well i mean you have one out of seven here i mean you can take a guess I can't. Oh, what day it is? Yeah, like what day, day is of it? the week. Yeah, he's oh. he's letting his do. Is there another day that would be? In this I thought game? it was gonna be like Spider Man Day or I'm, Web Day or like I didn't know it meant a day of the week. If you so. look at any Vine compilation, this will be no less than the fifth one in a row that they put in. All right, what day? Know. Monday. Very good. <laughs> That's not right. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. That was gonna be my, my next guess. Yeah, you guys did. All right, Bob. <laughs> What the? That's the vine. Oh, Jesus. Get Did you not hear him say it's Wednesday? Yeah, I thought that was say Bob that. saying No, that. no, 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 no. All right, Bob, Wednesday, yay or nay? Uh, I need Nikki's help because I'm in left field on this one. I bet I'm, <laughs> if it's his thing, I'll say he'll know it. I want to say yay only because this guy has been spaced out about everything, but for some reason, he's going to know this Spider-Man vine, so I would say yay. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. All right, yay on Wednesday. Let's find out, D2. Yeah, it's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> That's oh, correct. Man, right on. Told you. 
Right on. <laughs> this guy knows nothing but Cheetos and Vines. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Chris, you got to get this in order to stay in the game. Here we go. Next one up for Generally Speaking, E1. What does TLDR mean? Another millennial question for the millennial generalist. Nikki D, what does TLDR mean? Oh, shoot. Um, Too long, don't read. Very good. Is that right? That's right. Oh, wow. Shoot, I guessed that. Nicely done. Really? Yes. Out of all the words <laughs> that you guessed that, I think I think your brain remembered it from somewhere. <laughs> right. All right. Too long, didn't read is what we're looking for. Chris, you got to get this in order to stay in the game. Yay or nay? Oh, this I'm is gonna hard. Say you- go, go ahead, Nikki. Okay. I would think that he'd know it because everybody now texts and types with all these abbreviations. But he's still so slow. I, I want to say nay. But go with your gut. Whatever you think, Chris. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust your decision. Uh-oh. You've been right all along. Oh, this is big. You have an opportunity to change it if you want. No, I'm sticking with Nay. All right, Nay. Let's find out. E two. Um, toodaloo. Right now, <laughs> it means too long. Didn't read. <laughs> you didn't even match up the words with no, the no. letters. <laughs> you just said anything. Toodaloo. Right toodaloo. Now. All right, Chris. Two. Bob. Three. Bob, you get this right, you win the tickets. If not, Chris is back in the game and in control of his own destiny. It's very exciting stuff this morning on the VS. All right, here we go. F1. This supermodel was known for her trademark mole on her upper lip. Gen X question, Nikki D. This supermodel was known for her trademark mole on her upper lip. Um, Was her name Cindy? It was. Mm Mm-hmm. Cindy Crawford. There you go. Yeah. Nice done. There you go. Just fell out of her chair. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. We don't have insurance for this one. <laughs> All right. Cindy Crawford Woo. for the win, Bob. Will our millennial generalist know Cindy Crawford, yay or nay? Dang. No, no, yay? I'm saying yay. dang. I don't know. I think he won't know this, even yeah. though I feel like he should. I, I don't think he'll have any clue. I'm going to go nay. Right. Yeah, nay. Watch you, nay. Watch you pop out and know it, though. All right. I, this, God, I hope not. <laughs> this is a big one, Bob. You can change it if you want. My first instinct was no way in hell he'd know that. I mean, I knew it, but I don't think he will, so I'm going to stick with that. Nay. All right. Nay on Cindy Crawford for the win. F2. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful Cindy Crawford. Oh, That's absolutely correct. This guy's amazing. I say he's going to pop out and know it. I know it. God. Cheetos, vines, and masturbation. <laughs> That's what he's all about. Oh, gosh, this dude. All right, it's all tied up. What a great game. Chris, now you have control of your own destiny. The last question, as always, for Generally Speaking, is a musical question. Nelson will sing the song to our generalist. They have to know the artist and the song title. Here it is, G1. Sometimes I feel I've got to Mm-mm. run away. I've got to Mm-mm. get away from the pain you drive into the heart of me. That was very good. Thank you. Nicely done. That I appreciate was. You. Nikki D, that artist and song is. Is that Marilyn Manson? And? Uh, get away. There you go. Nicely done. 
Want to try again? Uh, burning love. It's called burning love. Uh huh. Bye. Um. Bye. Um. Shoot. Why are you buzzing me? You didn't even let me get it out. Is that not Marilyn Manson? Then this song. I wanna run to you. What's his name? The. Oh, it's a group. Yeah, the long. The long guys. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> she would do it too. How'd she pull Marilyn Manson though? We would have had to give it to her. You know what I mean? Soft sell and tainted love. Oh man! Soft sell and tainted love. Marilyn Manson did do a cover of that song. He did. He I did. Swear, that's I mean, how just I know it. All right, Chris. For the win, <laughs> will our generalist know soft sell and tainted love? Yay or nay? He was singing along, so I think he might actually know this one. Yeah. I would say yay. Oh, this is tough. This is a real tough one. Go with your gut, Chris. His tickets are Oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nay. I'm gonna say nay on this one. All right, nay on soft cell tainted love. You have the opportunity to change it right now if you want. Nope. Sticking with nay. Nay? For the win, G2. That is Tainted Love by Something Something Cell. Love Cell? Soft Cell! Soft cell. Oh! <laughs> you gave it to him? Uh, no. no. I gave it to the guy who guessed that he was going to be incorrect. Chris Dang. wins. The tickets for John Mulaney, Bob. Whoa. Sorry, brother man. We'll have some more tomorrow, all right? All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks for playing. Christopher, nicely done. You got the passes to see John Mulaney, January 25th, 26th. is going to be at Thunder Valley. Enjoy. We'll put you on hold. We appreciate you listening and enjoy that freshly cut with man hands Christmas tree the way it's supposed to be done. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> I like men, men that listen to this radio show, <laughs> not those wimpy guys that bitch and complain and whine about everything. <laughs> like the 60 something year old putts I almost beat up in the gym yesterday, which I'll get to <laughs> sometime this week. I want a man's man, not a whiny little bitch. That's what that guy is, a man cutting down trees. Yeah, eating chocolate frozen bananas. Side note, I've never done what he does. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kiss has called it quits. The icons, the goats, the pioneers. They had their last show at Madison Square Garden. Or did they? (laughs) We'll explain here in a minute. Hang on. Heads up the uh, first day, which is today of the Disturbed promotion, which where you hear Mr. Draymond give you the, then um, you're going to be, there you go, be caller 18, still is yet to happen this morning. But for the next two weeks here with us on the BS from 6A to 10A, you'll be listening for Mr. Draymond. And when you hear it, be caller 18, you automatically win a 98 Rock prize pack but you are qualified for the grand prize which we'll give away next week on the show which is a flyaway to nashville tennessee to see him a couple nights uh which is real cool all right uh kiss had played their final show the end of the road farewell tour well ended saturday night at madison square garden only fitting right 
uh, and you thought it was over and done with. I mean, Kiss has they've hung it up a couple times, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're kind of like in that Motley Crue conversation where there's a bunch of reunion tours. So you don't believe this is totally the end? No, actually, I believe this is the end now, finally. But okay. but they they didn't really end it. End it. So at the end of the the show, and I had a lot of buddies that were at the show, and I got you know. The, the Kiss's credit, uh, I, I've watched this tour in different cities, and I've seen them. They've done a lot of meet and greets. They've always been a very good meet and greet band. Yeah. They've done a very, like, most artists, especially when you get to that level and you've done it for that many years, mm-hmm. you're just like, no, thank you. I'm done. Don't have the time for it. Especially, you know, at their age, they can't. Um, they can't risk getting sick, uh-huh. you know, So, which I understand, totally understand. But Kiss has always been a very fan. I mean, that's what they are. They're the people's band. You know, they're they're a fan-based band. So at you have this audio? Yeah, this is them debuting what you're about okay. to talk about. So at the end of the, the show Saturday night, when you think it's all said and done, Paul Stanley comes out. This is just them, like, not him talking. It's just them debuting the actual... And they say, we're not done. We're going to be made into avatars. Oh. And they bring the band out as avatars to perform God Gave Rock and Roll to You, uh-huh. which is one of my favorite kisses. Looks like Fortnite. Pretty cool. So, so is this what, like the hologram thing? It, it's kind of like hologram meets gorillas. Yes, you, you know, like with the with, with the like blur blur did with with gorillas. Uh-huh. They turn themselves into cartoon characters, and what we've seen artists, well, I guess the estate of artists do with uh, the holograms. Mm-hmm. They're actual avid. It's really cool. It's done by George Lucas's special effect company. Now I know probably the first reaction from you listening right now is going. Hell no. This is stupid. Uh, this is just another money grab. Well, that's what Kiss has always been. Kiss has always been the masters, Gene and especially, of marketing. So, especially this brings in a younger demographic that is ready for stuff like this. So over the weekend, Twitch, which is a video game streaming platform primarily, uh-huh. and TikTok's live systems were shut down by the game Fortnite that I had just mentioned. Because Eminem did a live two-song performance inside it to culminate with the release of the next, they call it season, of the event. So there were so many people that were streaming exactly what this looks like, in a, but at home, on your PlayStation, or watching it on Twitch itself. If, if Snoop Dogg can sell a nightclub within Fortnite... For like almost a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a nightclub that doesn't exist in real life. Mm-hmm. It exists in this whatever world. Yep. Actually sell it for cold hard cash. This can work. You know, and here and here's why I will say this, because trust me, I, I was I was just probably like many of you when I first heard it and was like, come on, dude, this is this is kind of silly. If we go and see tribute bands, yep, and it still takes us back, you know, for the most part, if you go see a good most tribute bands are good. I love tribute bands. Yeah. Right? I absolutely love tribute bands. You know, because a lot of times the lead singer's gone, you know, mm-hmm. has passed, uh, or whatever the case may be, and you keep the music alive. As long as you sound like them, mm-hmm. you kind of look like them, you play the part, 
all you're there for is nostalgia, right? Yes. It's 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 just like listening to the CD or streaming it, but better because mm-hmm. you have live bodies in a live atmosphere. Right. So this is something new and different. I think it's innovative, to be honest with you. Is this the same as that whole metaverse thing where you go into like the make-believe world online and you're doing all those things in there? I'm sure that they'll be a part of that. Right, but I think this is also, like Bailey is saying, going to be like the gorillas in that KISS, the holograms, are still going to come to you might want the to Golden ex- One Center. explain to her what the gorillas are. Okay, so the, gorilla, the gorillas are a band that are all a cartoon. They're a real band, but they don't show themselves. And so they have all of this animation that's done, and then they play that, and then they play behind the animation. So you would go to a stadium and just mm-hmm. watch cartoons on the screen? People did for the gorillas. Yeah, I, I don't think that's what this is going to be. Uh, if I were to guess... Whoever the brains is behind this idea, uh, I would say it's more going to live on your phone, you know, or in your computer or on your, you know, your headsets, your yeah, Oculus. Yeah, I could see people doing it that way. I don't know about going to an arena to watch a cartoon. I mean, you go and watch a hologram. That's what I'm saying. I've never done that either. Yeah, but people do. You know these guys? Woo-hoo. And they're headliners. And then all they are is cartoons. Mm, no. So like Bailey was saying. The, oh, I know this song. Okay. This is a cartoon band. So people go watch them. They in the watch. Arena. It's gigantic wow. screens and they watch the animation that's been done like in the music videos. I mean, uh-huh. And the guys play behind the screen. Really, if you think about it, I mean, you go and watch Tool and you never see Maynard. Never. You know, but they just put on a good show. Why don't you see him? What does he do? Because Maynard is, it, it depends on which band he's fronting at the time. He acts like a different kind of front man. So Maynard is not center stage for Tool. Perfect Circle he is. Yes. Pussification he is. Yes, even more so with Pussifer. How yeah. many bands is he in? Well, he's got three. Dang. Yeah. But with Tool. That we know of. With, <laughs> with Tool, he stands in the back of the stage, oftentimes like even in shaded areas that you can't even see him. They don't ever light him up. And the oh. rest of the band is the focus. And see, here's here's another reason why I think this will work. What did we learn from the pandemic? You know, we learned how to enjoy ourselves online. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would. I mean, we, we artists were selling tickets to online shows, and they were performing concerts in different living rooms. Yeah, I mean, I was watching full DJ sets during the pandemic. Right. It's something I've never done before. Exactly, because we were forced to. In, that that was our entertainment. That's how we at had the a time. party at home. Now that we're back to quote unquote normal, you know, we can go back to the live shows. But yeah. there still is that space that is online. Mm-hmm. And I mean, these guys are. I mean, they've done it. They've been there and they've done it. I, I, I I've always been a fan of well, Kiss just because they're Kiss, but mm-hmm. um, uh, Gene Simmons' mind is absolutely amazing. And he, he, he said something once in an interview, I don't know if it was with me or just I saw him, so he said, if every day you're not achieving something, you've lost a day, paraphrasing. Yeah. So that mo- mind, the marketing mind from Gene Simmons is the dollar a day. Mm-hmm. If you're not advancing yourself, like if you're just sitting on the couch and not accomplishing something, yep. you've literally done yourself a disservice because you're not doing good for you and your family. I agree with that. I like that. So every day this guy's making a dollar. He's made a lot of dollars. He made more than a dollar. You know, they were really the first band, to the best of my memory, to go over the top with the marketing, not just selling merch. a fan club. A fan club that you would pay a little bit of money, and then they would send you, like, a, a card that would go in your wallet. You're a member of the KISS Army. Yeah. 
I get that. I bought I bought a outfit on Fortnite and I've never used it. So people will buy this though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They'd buy it. Now I think you gotta dumb down the concert price ticket. The ticket Oh, for sure. Yeah, you would have to do that. I saw comedian Craig Gass post something over the weekend. He says, uh uh Kissinger still alive. Uh Kissinger dead. Not to get him confused. Oh, right. Isn't that clever? Yes. Henry Kissinger dead. Uh-huh. Kissinger still alive. Kissinger still alive. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, so some people are very upset. They call it, you know, it's the fake kiss. But well, the, just the old people. In the, 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 the idea uh, or the theory was, because I don't think anybody believed that they were done done. Uh-huh. The theory was, and I thought this would have been pretty cool. Because, you know, if you keep the makeup on, uh-huh. they were going to recruit and why not? Younger people to be kissed. Let it be the Blue Man Group. That would have been a great idea to do that. There's like eight Blue Man Groups. You never see their faces anyway. Like Menudo. <laughs> like Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Right. You know, you're just recruiting new people yeah. under the brand. Yeah. You know, I think we'll see more and more of this with brands that are as big as Kiss. There are certain radio shows that have a brand. It's the name of the show, some people in the name of the show don't even do radio anymore. Imagine they didn't even hit till they made the live album, though. Like, they had albums out, and they were just stagnant. And then all of a sudden, they became this worldwide phenomenon after they put out the first live album. You're talking about Leaves Avatars? Kiss. Yeah, no, just Kiss itself. Oh, Kiss itself. Yeah. Can, you, can you imagine the day that Kiss Avatars have the number one record in the country? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to make you make everybody rethink life. Right. <laughs> all right, third round of headlines. What you got? I'm going to tell you why a security guard was ejected from an NFL game and what the coolest word of 2023 is. All right. We'll get you those two big stories from today here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. Third round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nikki D. Football this weekend was exciting in the game and on the sidelines. H5. Smith out of bounds. That's a penalty. And Dom. Big Dom right there. Big in the Dom. Middle I of feel it. like we've read a lot about Big Dom, the security here for Philadelphia. And listen, he picks restaurants and he protects his players. During the game this weekend against the 49ers and the Eagles, uh, Devontae Smith got into a heated altercation. He picked Greenlaw up and he like body slammed him on the ground. Totally mm. uncalled for. Man. When that happened, the security guard, Big Dom, comes out on the field like checking him then he like swings at him he doesn't really like punch him but he kind of grazes his nose the uh the referees ended up ejecting both big dom and uh greenlaw uh greenlaw i'm sorry Dre greenlaw Gre- yeah. out of the game and people were in an uproar yeah Devonte smith did not Devonte smith is nowhere near able to body slam greenlaw at all it's impossible the guy's like five foot nothing <laughs> 100 nothing whatever pounds so the, it, it's people are confused today, really in Philadelphia more than anything else, on why Big Dom was ejected. Yeah, me too. I watched the video. But there's the the rule is I read the whole rule. It's kind of convoluted. Like you know, New York cannot eject somebody from headquarters, but uh, that's off the field. But they can on the field. The refs on the field can eject somebody off the field, uh, so they can do it. What New York can, and there's a rule that if you get involved. So when Greenlaw went over there, and I guess there's heat in the past between these two. By the way, as most of you already know, the 49ers 
made the Philadelphia Eagles look silly yesterday. Absolutely silly. I mean, if you're trying to figure out who the best team in the National Football League is right now, it's without a doubt the San Francisco 49ers. So that, I think, last matchup of the regular season, the Monday night matchup, when the the 49ers host the Ravens, I think that's going to be the matchup of matchups. Yeah. You know, anyway, besides the point. So during that, uh, during that spat, uh, Big Dom, who I didn't know who he was until this whole thing, but they like everybody knew who he was. Like he's like a fixture with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Greenlaw points his finger at him. Big Dom steps into it. That's the way that I see it. He steps into the finger because it's a commotion over there. Mm -hmm. Any just bit of touching, you're out. Right. So they eject both of them from the game. And of course, it's no big deal if Big Dom gets ejected. Right. You know, it's a big deal if Greenlaw gets ejected. <laughs> and so the Eagles fan, which the game was in Philadelphia, they were loving it. They were chanting this guy's name. They're like, you're a hero. Now, if they would have won that ball game yesterday, that would have been a different story. But they did not. No. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was a silly outing by the Philadelphia Eagles. So tell me this. Why do they have a security guard anyway for players? Is that supposed to be from fans that they're protecting them from? Yeah, from everybody. Oh, okay. Fans, baby mamas, you name right. it. Oh, okay. I mean, there's there's going to be security everywhere. They probably have a – I mean, I think he's head of security. So they probably have a whole – I'm sure they have a team, a team of people. I mean, you see it all the time. Some fans are just horrible people. Absolutely. I mean, you saw what happened the with Eagles. The, the Bills. Yeah. You go into Philadelphia, that's rough territory. Yeah. Uh, but the Bills, you saw what happened with those fans up front that were allegedly saying certain things that they later found out that they weren't saying, and the Bills guys were threatening to kill them or something. <laughs> it was, like, nasty. Anyway, all right, second story. What word did you say the most this year, H6? 2023 is Merriam-Webster's 20th year of choosing an annual top word. Other top words of the year include riz, deepfake, and implode. Riz. Riz, yeah. I still have no idea what Riz means. I think Nelson told us that. We did a couple weeks ago in Generally Speaking. What is it? It's like uh, swag. It's like uh, charisma. I got got Riz. If you got Riz, big, you know who would have Riz? Big Daddy Bang Bang. Big Daddy Bang Bang. He's got that Riz. I think of, uh, what's her name? Rizzo from Greece. That's, no. That is not (laughs) Rizzo from (laughs) Greece. That is not accurate. Do you guys already know what the word of the year is or do you want to guess? I don't. I think I saw it. Cap. Is, is it authentic? It is authentic. Yeah, authentic. That is correct. In the age of the deep fakes, post truth, mm-hmm. a bunch of AI stuff going on this year. And this is Merriam Webster who chose the word authentic. Cambridge Dictionary, they chose the word hallucinate. Hallucinate. Yeah. It's not necessarily the most used word, it's just oh. the word that they feel is most popular. Not even that. I think it's the word that the most describes the year. Okay. Kind of like the Time Magazine person of the year. You know, it's yeah. it's not necessarily everyone's favorite. But that's not what they've added, because obviously authentic was a word that we've had. But, but Yeah, I, this was, they say they, they do it by lookups for the word on the dictionary company's website. Oh, now that makes sense. Yeah. You know, my daughter, who's 18, her and her friends, I don't know if they still use the term because it changes every week, the terms that they use, but they use it, it's funny, they, they said, this is my government name. That's like a like a saying with the kids. I, I don't understand why. Yeah, why? But it's funny when they say it. This is my government name. It's my government name, which I don't know what that means. And I've never cared. To, I guess ask. That means your legal name. Well, I know what it really means. Oh, but there's a lot of words that people use. Yeah, well, yeah why are white girls using 
<laughs> like Riz is not a word. I mean, how are they using it? I guess I'm confused on how they're using it. I don't know. I gotta ask her. Okay. It's, well, but ask I have her, not. Heard, I want to know. <laughs> but I, I've not heard her say authentic, like as far as trendy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just a term that they put out or a word that they said because everything's so fake. Because mm-hmm. you know, fake news when that was popular, it was uh, like nauseatingly popular. Oh, right. Facebook cliche popular. I love fake news. <laughs> God, I hate that term. That and woke uh, and cancel culture. Yeah, I'm tired of woke, but fake news, I'll never get tired of that. You're wearing it on your sweatshirt. What? Woke. Yeah, but I'm saying in the sense that other people are using woke. That's not what my sweatshirt says. I'm woke now, what your sweatshirt says. Yeah, like I have <laughs> woke I, up. Yeah. Not like how they use no, the I don't term know. I thought woke. It was, I thought it was woke woke when I first saw it. So. No! Well, you didn't you didn't read it. Well, you didn't read it. You had to look down. I did down. read it. You just looked down. That, but the way he's saying woke and what's on my shirt is two different things. When your voice changed is because your chin was sucked up into your throat. Because I was thinking, like, I know it doesn't say woke like that, and it doesn't. I was sleeping with my best friend. Now I'm woke. That is not what it says. <laughs> that is not what it says. Read it properly. I'm sorry. Did I misread it? You oh, did I read, did. I yes. did. I was sleeping with an inmate. Now I'm woke. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for you. It well, put says, your chin down. I, no, I know what it says. It says I was sleeping on myself. Now I'm woke. Okay. How did two you... different wokes? Is that physically possible? Yeah, it is. It I don't is? have time to explain sleeping on myself to you. <laughs> well, if you could pull the bed down, I'm, here. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm all ears. That's like, I'm sure I'm not alone with this. <laughs> when something is slept on, it is ignored I, or it is discounted. I, mm-hmm. I got it. I got mm-hmm. it. I got it. I was just Don't get it now. Joke a joke. How can I ever down, tell? Though. I have no idea. Nelson's on tilt. He's getting ready to undergo a very serious, when to be serious about this, mm. very serious major surgery. Ooh. I got both my people going into surgery. <laughs> I got her because she's got things stuck up inside. Appointment Mm -hmm. today, surgery Wednesday. Balls in her arm. Mm -hmm. Got this guy. Tell you what, this big major surgery. Are you excited? You look scared. Yeah, more nervous than I was before. Yeah, I'd be scared. I'm not trying to make it worse. No, I don't be scared. You'll be fine. I only want to tell you about my friend Rich. (laughs) Respect. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) pee. Respect. Pour one out for your homie. Hold on. Let me pour my energy drink out a little bit. Go (laughs) ahead. All right. We'll tell you what that surgery is going to be here in a minute. Hang on. It's the BS. Thanks for listening. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Big thanks to Kyle, your phone number for the final hour. If you'd like to participate, 916-909-0985. You can also get in on the text machine, same number. So uh, my wife sent me an example of... When the kids say using their government name, would you like it? Yes, I would. All right. Because they're always called by their nicknames. Like Mm -hmm. my daughter, we call her Bees. So when uh, you government them, it sounds like they're in trouble, like when your parents would say your full name. Mm. 
Oh, so they're saying like, don't government me. Yeah, why uh, don't? Yeah, that's, that's the next line. Don't whoa, don't government me. Okay, now that makes sense. Why you gotta government me? I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start saying that myself. You remember like when you were a kid? I I don't know if my mother. Yeah, I guess she. I guess every parent did. Like yes. Jason Matthew Bailey. Oh yes. yeah, you knew you were in trouble then. Yeah. Cause see, my dad always calls me Boo. Like even now, if he says Nikki, he sounds funny saying Nikki. But if he calls me by my first name, oh, I'm dead. Nelson Ernest Flyer. I'm dying. <laughs> Flyer. He's not going to answer because that's not no, his that's name. Not my name. <laughs> no, you know. Right. Fair. I just government. You did just, just government. government. All right, Nelson. You look scared. I'm not feeling real confident anymore. <laughs> I'm not. And it really has, I mean, it has some to do with the procedure, but it has a lot more to do with the people that are running the operation. All right. Well, last couple of weeks. <laughs> Nelson has quietly, I might add, at least to me, been having these secret backroom Zoom conversations with a quote-unquote doctor Mm -hmm. about getting a weight loss surgery. Yes. All right. This is the sucking of the fat. Yeah, the vacuum. No, that's that. You're talking liposuction. No, this is like slicing up my stomach. So stapling. No. No. No, I do mean, I they're probably, gastric. Do I get yeah. a third guess? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, I think those are the only ones I know, to be honest with you. What, well, so they what don't is staple this? anymore. Like, they literally like sh- change the shape of your stomach. What you don't want to hear during the staple surgery is uh, Milton from Office oh, Space. Oh, God, like, no. Where's my stapler? Where's my stapler? Where's my stapler? All right, so what, what, what are you going to do now? Well, I'm supposed to have... They tried to sell me on, like, they've got a diamond package. You can either have the shape of your stomach changed into, like, a little banana. It seems to be the theme of the the show today. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. There's that surgery. There's a surgery where the stomach is basically completely gone, and they make a little pocket, and it goes directly into your intestine, and that's the bypass. Mm -hmm. And then they make one that's a hybrid of the two. So they're just shrinking your stomach. One of them is removing the stomach and going right in, and like removing some of the bowel. Well, like, you know, you can do like the, the the shrinking of the stomach. You can do on your own, right? Yeah, just, but not like this. I mean, you just squish yourself, get in between two cars. Oh my god! All right, you're 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 weighing in at what now? For I don't know, four fifteen. Four fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is going to get you down to what? Ho- uh, hopefully, like two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah, he can lose a lot of weight with this surgery. But yeah. you're going to have loosey gooseys. I will have loose skin, yeah. Yeah, so what do, what do they and then say? you'll have to have loose skin surgery. I haven't even crossed that bridge yet. When I even started to even talk about that bridge. Oh, I can't. I like, I love, let me tell you something. A little known fact about me. I love loose skin. See, I don't think loose skin's funny. Like, I, fat is funny. I think, no. I would say loose skin is a lot funnier than fat. I think loose let me tell you. Oh, loose skin is gross. There is a guy, there is a there is an old listener of mine. We called him Big Pun. And he wasn't as big as you are, okay. but he was big. He was pretty big. And he had gotten some type of surgery done. And I don't know if it was a weight loss surgery or what, but he had a huge scar that ran from like between his 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 man boobs yeah. all the way down to his 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 almost his ball fro. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's old school. And so he had this big flappers for loose skin, and he would come out to a, a an appearance that I would do every week at, at a place called Mako's, and I would do a game with him in order to win prizes. And women would have to take a shot from his scar. Oh. oh. And he would position himself in a certain way on the DJ booth where they could actually hold up his flapper 
and direct oh, the shot God, into their mouth, almost like folding a pizza. I don't like it. I don't like that at all. I don't like it. So, I mean, there's lots of positives that we can do with that. My my scars would be little, tiny incisions. It's all done, what do they call that? Lat- like a robot. Yeah, like lathroscopically. Yeah, that's how they do, um, what's that uh, chick surgery? The, um, get the hysterectomy? Whole- yeah, hysterectomy. That's Hyster- how- what was that word? Hysterectomy. 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 Yeah, they did. They just like when Rachel, they just poke right into the side uh-huh. and have robot fingers go in there and they and tear out, everything out. Kind of suck it out. Mm-hmm. So, so your 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 meetings uh-huh. are good. You're just not positive. Well, here's the thing. You first you you tell the one doctor, okay, I want to start this, and then they're like, okay, now we're going to move you over into our weight loss program. And I've got to go through psych evals, and I've got to go through, like, these group meetings first with a bunch of other fat people on the Zoom. That's why they probably just don't have chairs that can hold all of us, which is why we're on the Zoom. And then you get into the Zoom meeting. So there's other big people. Oh, my God, there's 40 big people in the Zoom. That's a, that's a, that's a lot. I'm, I'm assuming everybody's got large monitors. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. I knew he was going to say something the way he looked at me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the people that are running the Zoom, they give me no confidence. You're ridiculous. You if you're going to be in this meeting, do you please connect to a 75-inch or larger television. Just have two monitors. Sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah. But, like, you know, even here, like, even here, I I would say, like, when we go into, like, company meetings where everyone has to sit down and it's like, oh, they don't know what's going on, right? At least they have a handle on the programs they're using. This meeting, we're in Zoom, and there are random fat people just, like, fat-fingering the screen and, like, making marks on the presentation. Is this a discount surgery? Like, no, the more this- you get signed up, the no. the cheaper. There's only, listen, why, why are there all these people in I your don't meeting? know. I'm just telling you, there's only two companies, okay, that do medicine around here, and I'm using one of the two reputable companies. So it's a name people have heard. I'm not going to share that name, but it's a name people have heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm not feeling real confident going into it. Right, and then I'm looking over at all the – I'm trying to see if all the <laughs> – Angry. Oh, I was so Dude, mad. don't do the surgery. You seem so – I don't think I'm going to do it now. Like, I really don't want to anymore. After them not being able to get a hold of anything, then them not being able to – like, everyone, they're like, questions at the end. Beep. Oh, excuse me. I got a question. Like, just put a granola bar in it, man. Like, let's. I just want to hear the stupid presentation. I want to get into the the solo portion. I don't care about the group stuff. People are writing on the screen. Then I swipe over because you do in a Zoom. You want to see who's dumb enough to have their camera on? One of the cameras is a furry. <laughs> like what? that's his profile picture. Whoa. All right, so so what's next? When do you have a date, a target date? No, I have to go through psyche valves now before they'll even oh. put down a. Well, then that's not. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, just listening to you d- explain it, they're probably not going to have you. Oh, I'm so no, mad. I'm so angry. I think you're going to go crazy. Just slice me up, man. Just let's get it done. So then what's your next option if you're not going to make the surgery? I just die. No. Oh, my gosh. Don't Nelson, say that. Don't Look, say that. A TLC show? All right, I you, get my own show, maybe? You need you need Uncle Bailey to step in here. Oh you need God, Coach man. Bailey to step in and give you a little motivation. And I'm going to tell you, you just did something. Play his motivation music. Very, very positive. <laughs> All right. That can help you and not have the surgery. What I just saw from you, Nelson Ernest Flyer. <laughs> it just keeps adding on to the name. <laughs> Ernest. Neff. Neff. That's close. <laughs> I was supposed to be Eugene, but I got 
robbed. Is that energy and that anger and that passion, can you imagine using that in the gym? You would be a beast. Look at guys like Ethan Suplant who were probably bigger than you. And look at what he looks like now. He's a monster because he put the time and effort in there. Because you know what he said? Do you know what he said? I don't. Tell me. He said enough is enough. (laughs) And I have a feeling you're only about five seconds away from saying enough is enough. And you know what? You can't spell enough without Neff. (laughs) And those are the letters of your name, Nelson Ernest Flyer. How do you spell Flyer? (laughs) Whatever works with enough. Oh, you spell flyer G-H? Yeah. <laughs> G-H-L-Y-E-R. So let me tell you, my friend, you might not know it. You might not think it. And people might not tell it to you. But you've got it in you. You've got the fight. The fight on. Because the only way to win a battle, and you, my friend, are in a battle against fat. P uh, G H. Yeah, G-H. I don't, that's not where, it's not where the G-H. Sure. But I need you. He said P-H first. Like, pretty hot and tempting. To get up off your butt. Mm-hmm. Recognize that you are that fighter that we know you are. Mm-hmm. So, Neff, mm-hmm. say I've had enough. I've had enough. And get into the gym. And that's not a guy. Mm-hmm. Talks. Oh my gosh, they are inspiring to me. <laughs> what the hell just I want to be Neff. <laughs> you can't be. <laughs> Why earnest? Where did earnest come from? Just, it sounds good. Just you got an earnest feel to you. Ernest did camp. <laughs> Ernest can do the gym. <laughs> Can't spell enough without it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. He's about to die. Well, for that's real. that. I got another one for that. Second option. <laughs> right. It's more likely. Oh my gosh. I'm so sweaty now. Yeah, you that was are. Really motivational. Yeah, it got you hot. Yeah, pumped me up. Yeah, makes you want to go to gym. Enough is enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. That's all you need to do, man, is you get a little spark, a little uh, fire under the tush, get a little uh, get a little motivated. You can do it. I mean, there, people all around the world do it. You know, even if you want to start off like if you're embarrassed, which I totally understand. That's why I always say when I go to the gym, I always have the utmost respect for those that don't look like they've been there a long time. Sure. The elderly, except for the guy yesterday, which I'll tell you that story if you want to hear it. Oh, my God. The elderly and those that are overweight. Mm-hmm. You're the heroes of the gym. You Seriously, I'm not joking. Those I walk around. And look, I'm not in the best shape of my life. I'm not Mr. Jim by no stretch of the imagination, but I go all the time. I enjoy it. I do my workout for what's good for me. I'm not Mr. Olympia or anything like that. But see guys in there like your, your size get trying to get it done, and, and you're going to sh- shed weight quick. I know. Quick. Like you give... You get a um, what if for Christmas, okay? What if for Christmas my prize to you was a membership to a gym 
and I got you a trainer for like a month. Whoa. I mean, yeah, that's, I don't waste your money on a trainer. A membership to a gym is fine. I know you think you know, but just, it's not a bad idea to throw some money in there. Well, he's saying that because, you know, when you were trying to be our trainer, he didn't, he didn't come train. So that's why he doesn't want you to waste your money on a trainer because he might not go train. Well, and I'm assuming you mean because they're not going to be as good as I was. And I, I'm, I'm guessing exactly that's right. what you meant. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I did wonders for you. You did. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he didn't go train. So because, that's what I'm saying. Well, I know because he, I know why, but I'm, it's not. we don't need to mention it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll keep that on the DL then. The DL. Yeah. Won't tell anybody. <clears throat> you look very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable, but it's just. But see, here's the thing. You get the nose ring. Uh-huh. Part of this midlife crisis. Yeah, baby. Part of your midlife crisis should also be this. Yeah. So, like, as excited as you were for your nose ring, you should be just as excited. And, I mean, if you want to do the whole cliche, which, by the way, something you'll learn about me moving forward, I hate New Year's resolutions. I don't want Hate them, hate them, hate them. But if it works for you, so be it. Do it. It doesn't. But that's the thing. Maybe it, you, you, you got to change your mindset. You gotta, it's a mindset. It's Say, mindset. What is that? What are we saying? Enough is what? Enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> I gotta write that down. Enough is enough. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get you a workout yeah. shirt. Jesus. It says enough is enough. <laughs> Boom! I wrote it down. Go to the mall. There's a place in the mall I can get it done. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's look like you're having a new stroke. words for you to live by, Nelson. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That's what you should get tattooed on you. Put it on your belly, and when you see it, enough is enough. <laughs> I gotta pull the skin up so I can read it. It's actually very simple. It's a very simple process. You just have to listen to somebody. I know. That's the problem. You think you know, but you don't. I just don't like to listen. That's what I just said. That's his biggest problem. Yeah. I didn't hear you. Well, let me say it again. Your biggest problem is you just <laughs> don't like to listen to people. <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> Uh, we have yet to play the Disturbed Sounder. What you are listening for is Mr. David Draymond. And when you hear that, you're going to be caller 18. We have less than an hour left in our program here for a Monday. When you hear that, you're caller 18 and you win. You'll get a 98 Rock prize pack right out of the gates, and then you're qualified for the flyway to Nashville, Tennessee to see the band a couple different times. So make sure you're paying attention. I'm telling you that for a good reason. 916 916- 909-0985. Give us a minute. Hey. Very, very exciting. It's the BS. What's your name? My name is Frank. Frank. What a great name. Where are you calling from, Frank? I'm calling from Rancho Cordova, working. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, electronic technician. You know, that's what Nelson wanted to be at one time in his life. You remember those <laughs> days? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to grind it away and become a Frank. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Frank, uh, guess what? What's that? Well, first, let me ask, do you like Disturbed? I love Disturbed. Have you ever seen them perform before? Yes, I have. Yeah, pretty good show, huh? Pretty good show. Well, I got to tell you, you're Caller 18. Congratulations. Yes, yes. Actually, right. what I need from those from now on who win, instead of saying yes, I need a yeah, just like that. That wasn't, that wasn't very. That wasn't very good. Now it's okay. You tried, and that's the important thing. So here's the deal, Franker. We got you a 98 Rock prize pack today, but you are the first name to be thrown into the hat for the grand prize, 
which will in which we will pick next Friday, which will include round trip airfare for you and a buddy to Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets to see Disturbed, I believe twice. Hotel for three nights. All right. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's a big prize. That's amazing. Yeah. Taking care of you. So I'm going to put you on hold. We appreciate you listening. Uh, go back to doing what you're doing. Have a Merry Christmas. By the way, can you stop out on Friday to, uh, to thank us in person for giving you this opportunity, maybe? Uh, I can give it a try. I'll be working then, but I'll see if I can bust away. Yeah, because I haven't given you this disturbed stuff yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. The old bait and switch. Yeah, the old, that's how we run nowadays. <laughs> no, you're all good. Uh, put you on hold, okay, Frank? Yep. All thank right. you. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, nice wow. of you. Yeah, so we're done for today with that. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow, yet another day. So when you hear the sounder, just call in, and it's just that simple, and you win. And what I'm talking about is this Friday, the big live show for the BS Saves Christmas, all to benefit Lost But Not Forgotten. Told you earlier, guess who's showing up? Santa Claus! Oh, my God. Santa! Yeah, thanks to uh, a fairy godmother. Mm. That's a company here in town. They like uh, they they have all these different characters, but they know Santa. So obviously, Santa is not a character. No. So this is Santa, mm-hmm. the Santa. Santa. And he'll be there starting at eight a.m. But we're there starting at six a.m. at Four Score Coffee House off Lincoln Street uh, in Roseville, looking for gift cards, board games, puzzles, makeup sets, beanies, scarves, you name it. Anything a teenaged aged kid would need. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's who we're trying to take care of. That's what Lost But Not Forgotten is all about. And in return, you can win the signed Mammoth guitar, the signed Shinedown stuff, the Big Green Egg package. Nicholas from Big Green Egg delivered it on Friday. I'm staring at it right now. That's super cool. Way cool. And, I mean, it's not just the Green Egg, but it's got, you know, the briquettes. It's got the stand. Everything. He, he threw in some utensils. I mean, it's it's a great package put together. The signature Hydrofacial from Enjoy Restored Health and Aesthetics. The System Rejuvenation. Uh, from Good Guys Heating and Air, that's like a $1,200 gimmick right there. Yeah, And then tons of concert tickets like Duran Duran, Billy Idol, Brett Michaels, uh, John Mulaney, which we're giving away this week on the show. So uh, just a great opportunity to stop by and, and do some good, say hi to us. We get to say hi to you before the holidays. Get there early, early, like that first hour, and you donate. Four Score Coffee House will give you a free cup of coffee and a $10 gift card for Four Score. Uh, and then hopefully more to come. You know, I was digging last week when those businesses were calling in saying that they were collecting. You know, my biggest fear is we're going to go out there and we're going to have like five things. No, we're going to have a ton of stuff. <clears throat> we're going to have a ton of stuff. So that's pretty good. Uh, it disturbed all good, right? Yeah, it's great. He's very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, do you guys think that eating out for Christmas is odd? Yes. Do you? Yes. Yeah. You I've do? never done it. You've never done it? No. Okay. Just taking temperature because I brought it up. <clears throat> So originally it was just me, Rach, and Bees, possibly G.I. Don, our neighbor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we're not sure on him. So I was like, why are not going to make a big dinner for three people? Yeah. yeah. I was like, so let's go out to dinner. And I got looked at like I was crazy. Now I could see it in that context. It's not that weird in that context. When you Just the a- three of you. You know, you're new to an area. You know, we've only been here less than a year. Well, or I- do something different. Don't do like the traditional full spread. Pick a different type of meal set and then just make a meal with it being that like i normally do seafood for christmas you're supposed to do seafood well the italians do seafood the night before mm-hmm. you know the italians no, they, i do it the on seven christmas. fishes yeah the seven fishes 
I only know that because I just watched the bear. The yeah, the the, Itali- the Italian Catholics. They do. Man, uh, my buddy Bubba Ray Dudley, his dad rests his soul. When uh when he was alive, he uh he cooked one night. This was a Christmas I had nobody to spend it with. I was I think I was going through my first divorce or something. So I'm over at Bubba's house, and his dad's in town from uh, from Brooklyn, and he brought the seafood with him because he didn't trust anybody. <laughs> And that was that was the that was the first time that I'd ever seen anyone cook octopus, and I've always liked octopus, mm-hmm. but I fell in love with octopus. And then he, all he did was he boiled it, or bro- yeah, boiled it. Mm-hmm. So he'd take the full octopus, mm-hmm. he put it in some boiling water mm-hmm. for twenty minutes, then he'd let it sit for twenty minutes, put a towel over it, takes it out, chops off the the you know the bubble head, right? And then he chops up the tentacles. Puts them in a bowl, squeezes some lemon, puts a little seasoning on it. That's it. I could not stop eating them. Oh, <laughs> they were really? so good. Uh, but that's you know they're Italian, you know, true Italians, you know, Italian Catholics. Mm-hmm. So that Friday night is that's the seafood night, and then you're supposed to do the traditional. Well, no, or the, I should say Christmas Eve is the seafood night, mm-hmm. and then Christmas is supposed to be the. the I think tradition. people have stopped doing the traditional Christmas like years and years ago because people get tired of eating. The same thing for Christmas that you eat for um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. That's why like, I like to do turkey for Thanksgiving and ham. Ham for Christmas. <clears throat> for Christmas. No, we have everything for Thanksgiving. Turkey, ham, and fried chicken. So, so I brought this up. You know, now it's going to be different because we, we have some friends. Actually, uh, the nice couple that just moved here from Atlanta that was out for the, the No Friends Giving. Oh, you know, when you said that, I thought you were talking about the lady... Who came to the No Friends Given with her husband named Steve? I thought that's the couple you were talking about every time you keep saying that. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the husband's name is. I don't know what the lady's name is. I can't remember the her blonde. name, but yeah, but her husband's name was Steve. Far and they were left, sitting, yeah, <clears throat> over there. I keep thinking you're talking about them. So are these people you know from Atlanta? No, that's who I am talking about. They're coming over. Okay, but though that's not who was there this weekend at the Trans Siberian. Oh, no, they're from Sacramento. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, that's See, somebody totally confused. different. Yeah, 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 so they're coming over now, so we got to cook now. Okay. But before, uh, I was just going to do, you know, like, so let's go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And Rach and B's look at me like I'm crazy. And I go, you guys have never been out to dinner on Christmas before? Never. And they said never, Sounds never. It's fun, though. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it is kind of fun. You dress up. I mean, I'm not crazy, right? People, you, 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 this is not like a, a weird thing to do. You dress up, put on a nice suit and tie. And you go out to a fancy establishment. A lot of times, most restaurants will um, they'll have like a one price and one meal. Oh yeah, and and it's not like you're picking off things. Sure. Or they'll have a very select menu. Where, you know, if you're a vegetarian or something like that, they'll have like three different things, and then you just choose that, and it's like you know X amount of dollars. I see that for Valentine's Day. They do those specials. Yeah, very similar to. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. actually, as a kid, when we would do it, and we didn't do it often. I actually remember I enjoyed it. It was kind of neat. If it was just me and my daughter and nobody else was eating any of the food, I would I would look into that. So I, th- I Googled, you know, Fancy Pants Restaurant for Christmas. I couldn't find it. Like, nothing came up. Nothing was open. Like, some of the places that came up weren't, you know, I want Fancy Pants. Yeah, nice. Yeah, like, nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to wear a suit and tie. Yeah, but the problem is now a lot of a lot of places are just not open. Yeah. Only I the Chinese, only Chinese buffets. I know. Are so. the buffets open, though? Yeah. Okay. Most most Chinese restaurants buffets are open on Christmas. Okay. Yeah. The Chinese? Do they not celebrate Christmas? I don't think they celebrate Christmas. No. no. So they don't get any prizes, huh? Mm. Oh. Sure, they get prizes at different times of the year. That means a nail salon open too, probably. No, they actually close those. 
but they do stay open that makes on no Christmas Eve. You would think you should get your nails done, get a massage, uh-huh. and have dinner. Yeah. All in the same shopping plaza. Right. All that would be a restaurant. great idea. Yeah. One would think. Well, yeah. I guess not. Never been out for Christmas, huh? No, never. Interesting. You're going back to Atlanta. Yes, I will be home. Mom's cooking? Mom, no, she's having me cook. What? We're like splitting the cooking, but like I can't get out of cooking. Yeah, but is she taking the tough stuff? or you No, the she's tough giving stuff? me the tough stuff. I have to do the dressing. I have to do the macaroni and cheese. I have to do the ham. Oh, your well, mac stop. and cheese, dude. I'd, I'd, I'd take a red eye just to get a bite. Yeah, <laughs> That's how good that mac and cheese is. I can just and make tr- you a pan. And I try to stay away from that stuff, but man, the leftovers, I killed it. <laughs> I put on a good eight pounds. I'm actually talking to Nelson's right. Zoom doctors. <laughs> You know, I said, you need the surgery now. Yeah, there was like one spoon left of it, and I said, an F is an F. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Any last minute calls, comments, concerns? 916 909 0985. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what political blunder cost an official the win and what ban is being delayed. All right, get you all that here in just a minute. Stand by for news. <laughs> You want to know why today's show sucked? Might be, yes, because of my lack of talent. But I'm pretty sure it's because Nikki D changed the thermostat, which you should not do. Yes, it was so hot in here. It was 75 degrees on the thing. It was 70 degrees. You want to exaggerate so much. 70 degrees. It is freezing in here. I can't even feel my fingers or my toes. Do you admit to turning it up? Yeah, to 70. It no, was on could. 68. And no. you did it. You, you you were sneaky about it. I wasn't sneaky. I pushed it up. Well, don't. I walked over to the wall, and I pushed it All up right. two degrees. Well, don't. That's... Oh, you guys are dying from two degree difference? Because it ain't two degrees. It is two degrees. Okay, well, I'll say the same thing to you. Were you dying because of two degrees I was. Okay, I was. Well, so I was can't I. even function. All right, well, let's so not do that cold again. cold in here. Well, put a lock on it. Mm-hmm. You know she did. She knew she, she didn't go. Like, hey guys, you mind? No. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna ask you if you mind because I already know you're gonna tell me no. Yeah, I, that's right. sneaky. That's right. not sneaky. All right. Well, don't do that. That's what we've been sweating. Yes. You know that's why you've been sweating. Soaked. He's always sweating. No, not always. Not 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 today was day. I, I was actually I called a doctor. <laughs> Please. I actually got a Zoom meet here in a minute. Oh, God. Yeah. Because you're sweating so bad. He right. I was worried about you. Outside. I thought you had ding fever, whatever it's called. Dengue. Yep. Well, this is the offside. Got it. <laughs> it's the fake fever. It's the ding. The ding fever. <laughs> the ding fever. <laughs> All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to good guys. Heating and air, 530. Yeah, you get a ding when you get the fever. <laughs> ding fever. You know you have the fever when you just start, you have like Tourette's. Oh, oh. what? 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 Uh, 530, good air. All right, go ahead. When asking for votes, it's a good idea to vote for yourself as well. 8-7. I didn't feel comfortable voting for myself. I thought it was kind of narcissistic, so I didn't. We have no changes to the results. <laughs> it looks like Mr. Roth unofficially is leading, and so it become official this afternoon at 4 o'clock during our canvassing board meeting. Awesome. A lot went on in politics this weekend. A guy in a small town in Washington lost his city council election by one vote. Why? Because he did not vote for himself because he felt like it was narcissistic to do, so he lost to his opponent. It's actually kind of like it, it's kind of it's kind of cool to vote for yourself. No, no, no. It's kind of cool that he didn't. Yeah, I mean it's dumb. Don't get me wrong. Drink for being stupid, 
but in a weird way, it's kind of. But like, did he throw the vote away or did he give it to the other guy? See, that's the question that's not been answered. Like, did he vote for his opponent or did he just not vote at all? Well, because if he votes for his opponent, then yes, he lost by one vote. But if he threw it away, then he it would have only been a tie. Yeah, that's... No, because no, the, they had to do a recount. That's why this is just a story now. And it came out to two, from 247 to 246. It was one vote. And that's what I mean. Like, if he voted for his opponent, yeah. then yes, he lost by a vote. And that's the thing is, you know, the argument of, well, I don't like any of them, so I'm not going to vote. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people that died so you can vote. Right. There's a lot of places mm-hmm. in this world that they would love to be able to vote for somebody they don't want, mm-hmm. you know, or have problems with it. So, I'm, I'm, you know, he threw, I'm assuming he threw away his vote. Which would have led to a tie then if he would have actually voted for himself. Right, exactly. That's the point I That's make. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You don't vote for the other guy. And then there was the other Never. the other lady that put the wrong... Uh... Congresswoman Sheila Jackson in Texas, she did a whole ad telling people to come out and vote for her with the wrong date. She told them to come out on the 5th or the 6th, and the election date is actually the 7th. Oh, my God. And if you're her opponent, you got to just be, like, exactly. jumping up and down. <laughs> that is awesome. That's ridiculous. Wow. wow. And you know that ad ran for a minute, so her opponent's sitting there going... Don't tell this crazy man. (laughs) This is great. No one on her camp caught that? (laughs) Nope. Yeah, that's bad. That's small town politics, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's great. Even, I mean, the big boys, I mean, they forget a lot of things. Uh, The governor now, uh, what, he's a senator, Rick Scott. You know, I was not a fan of some of the things that he said at one time, so um, I copy wrote his, uh, his catchphrase. Really? And, uh, yeah, and I said that you can have it back if you come on the air. I forget what I was going to do. Maybe, like, national news. If you come on the air and do something, I was having, you know, having, so those people were pissed. Yeah. And they got a hold of the company I was working for at the time, Clear Channel, and they strong-armed me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I got pulled into an, like, I was like, this doesn't happen in real life. This only no. happens in movies. <laughs> right. And they're like, you know, you have a contract coming up, Jason. We have a relationship, and we don't want those kind of one. Well, like, dude, much- this is great radio. What are you talking about? Look at all this publicity yes. I'm getting because I had a brilliant idea. <laughs> well, we really need, we, you know, it's like that. We need you to be a friend. Uh, <laughs> it's no different than when uh, another radio guy, Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones did a Trump. Trademark Trump's. What? Make America great again. Make America great again, which is actually from the Reagan years. Right. You know, so, and what Bobby did was he- uh, Sold it for St. Jude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He It mm-hmm. was like a couple hundred thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, and Trump had to scratch a check to St. Jude. Which I thought Dang. was cool. Yes, genius. Genius. Great. Great idea. On both parts. Yes. Not on your part. You got strong arms. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. No, I, I, I negotiated a deal. It was like, look, I ain't going out like a punk. Right. I said, so let me at least finish the bit. And I think, you know, I mean, at least for the audience, it was finished. But, uh, yeah, I did get strong-armed. Yes. Uh, I got strong <laughs> Look, I had people on my show I had to look out for. I was, I was doing it for them. Right. If it were up to me, I would have quit. Right. But I had people that needed money. So, anyway, go ahead. Menthol lovers are in luck for a little while longer. H8. Food and Drug Administration says it still plans to finalize a ban on menthol cigarettes, but the agency is running behind schedule. The long-awaited ban on menthol cigarettes may uh, be pushed back to late 2024, like after the election goes through. They haven't said exactly why they're pushing this back, but the case is that they're trying to ban menthol across the country because they're saying that it affects mostly the African-American community and black men have the highest lung cancer death rate in the U.S. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, if anything, I look at that, I'm like, if I were black... 
right? I'd mm-hmm. say that's racist. Mm-hmm. If I want to, if I want to kill myself, then I should be able to, you know, that way at least. Eighty percent of black smokers smoke menthol. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Why is it? I wonder what that is. I think because of the the mintiness of it or something. It's so like not black as guys like or... black people like mint. I mean, I like mint. My grandmother's always had mint in her purse. I don't know. I've never smoked. I'm sure it was so early marketing. You. you know what I mean? That there's kind of caught on. Well, I would be a menthol guy. You know, that's what when Isn't I started smoking again. Is yeah, your dip menthol? So it, it also affects me because I'm a mint, skull mint guy. Mm-hmm. And but why did you say you chose that? Because I remember you explained one time why you choose that type over the regular dip. Well, so I started dipping when I was 13, and the first dip that I ever had, a kid named Justin Bradford gave it to me. We stayed out all night. It was the first week of freshman year in high school, and we a bunch of us were walking down the street in this neighborhood. And he goes, do you want to dip? And I mm-hmm. just started playing football. I had not played football in my life before freshman year. Mm-hmm. I automatically assumed if you played football, you have to dip. Right. So I take the dip and I say, what is this? And he said, this is Skull Wintergreen. Mint didn't exist at the time, I don't think. Sure. Skull Wintergreen that had been marinating in olive oil or olive juice. Not olive oil, olive juice. Right. And I took it and I got hooked immediately. And then so I went from that to straight, which you can buy here in California, uh-huh. which tastes like a football. Yep. You know, it tastes like leather. Yes, it does. Which is the original Copenhagen. Right. You know, for the most part. And then I just went to mint. I forget what it was. Um, but, you know, you can't get it anywhere. You got to get it imported, which I don't even know if it's legal or not legal. <laughs> or you have to go to uh, Indian land where the they don't have those rules. Right. You know, so I don't know, like up at the Hard Rock. Somebody told me you could go up there and get it. I have no idea. But I got a buddy that, you know, hooks it up. I don't know if I should say that, but he does. <laughs> I think it's just the sale. I don't think bringing it into the state is illegal. I have no idea what the rules are. There are a lot of rules that I'm still trying to understand. Uh-huh. A lot. <laughs> you know, this gun thing, just trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> just, try, just trying to be a law-abiding citizen. I tell you what, there are a lot of things that I've learned in this state. They make it very difficult. The license stuff, the gun stuff. It's almost like they push you to a point where... If they figure that it's too much, you'll just quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know? That's exactly right. You know, the, the healthcare, not the greatest that I've seen. Very third third uh, third world, third country, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, went in the emergency room that one time, I got the feeling like, well, if we make him wait long enough, then it won't hurt as much. And he could just leave. You should see their Zoom game. Oh, the Zoom game strong? Yeah, yeah the Zoom game real strong in the healthcare department. I'm sure. Uh, the BS saves Christmas. We told you earlier, Santa's going to be there. Uh, starting at 8 o'clock, Four Score Coffee House, 327 Lincoln Street in Roseville. All to benefit lost but not forgotten. Look, this is our first big live show like this. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have no idea what the turnout is. I don't even know who the hell's listening to us. Uh, I'm just hoping and praying that we show out for these guys and girls, these kids. Uh, but we can't do it without you. I mean, sure, I could go and buy as much as I could afford as far as the gift cards, the board games, the puzzles, the makeup sets, and so on and so forth. But really, this is all about you stopping by for just a minute yes, and dropping off the stuff so we can meet you, say thank you, say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that stuff. Um, you get there early, like in that 6 o'clock hour, the first hour, free cup of coffee when you donate. Also a $10 gift card to Four Score. But throughout the, the morning, we will have uh, opportunities to win the signed Mammoth Guitar, the big green egg package, the Shinedown Revolutions Tour posters, the Signature Hydrofacial, the System Rejuvenation from Good Guys, all kinds of concert tickets, and Santa's going to be there at 8. Santa! Santa's going to be there. <laughs> Santa, Santa, Santa. 
This is the real one, too. Not St. Nicky D, real Santa. Yeah, St. Nicky D is retired. We got mm-hmm. we got a real Santa showing yeah. up. Yeah. So please, please make uh, time to, sh- uh, to come out there uh, on Friday. Please, please, please. Tomorrow, more opportunities to win the Disturbed Flyaway. So we'll hit you up uh, starting at 6 a.m. You'll be listening for Draymond. And when you hear it, call her 18, and, and we'll get you taken care of. All right, Nikki D, what you got? Text machine? Yeah, you got something? Yeah. Right, go ahead. Good morning. Just want to thank you guys for the Jay Leno Arsenio Hall tickets. Me and my wife had a wonderful night. Oh, yeah. It was, good. It was this weekend, huh? It was. Once I saw somebody else post that one with us, I'm like, oh, man, I wanted to go to that. Yeah. Forgot. Oh, you know what? I got. Are you done? No. Merry Christmas oh. from Wyatt. Uh, let Nelson know I found Sriracha at Winco for $5 each. Whoa. There you go, Nelson. And wear a sweater, Nikki D. First of all, why should I have to come in here bundled all up? I have on sweatshirts, jackets. What Now I got to wear gloves. Do I need to wear long boots? It's freezing in here. So the rule is, these aren't my rules. These are just the rules, mm-hmm. is you put clothes on, you don't take clothes off. Right. That's the rule. Yeah, but how many pairs of clothes do you all want me to put on? It's freezing in here. It doesn't matter how many pairs of clothes I put on. I'm still going to be cold. My fingers are still going to be frozen. I got to tell you, as much as it takes. You do have a sweater behind you that you're not wearing. That's not going to help. Is it cold right now? cold in here. Is it cold right now? Yes. I haven't changed it. Yes, you did. I watched you go change it. I I was a trick. No, it was not a trick. I can already feel the air, and you can see it hitting my bag. No, that's just you talking a lot. No, it's not. No. It's coming out of the vent. I believe him. Thank you, Nelson. No, you don't, because you're sitting over there now with no sweat on your forehead. You, you don't that? believe You want to run a finger across I don't. my head I surely and, don't. and test that theory? Gross. You know what? You're my nephew friend. Thank you. You're not my nephew best friend <laughs> that I've ever had. Uh, Eric hit me up on the uh, the Facebook. Asked me if I want to play golf. But other than that, uh, when I was talking about the Fabulous 40s and my first trip out there uh-huh. this weekend, very cool, by the way, said in Rockland, Pebble Creek Christmas lights. That's a thing as well. Okay. So all the houses out there do it. I love this, by the way. Good for y'all. I mean, everybody getting together and doing the Christmas lights the way mm-hmm. you do it, and this has been a thing for years, that is so badass. I will tell you, places that I have lived, they don't do that. It is way cool. Way, way cool. So thank you, Eric. Nelson, got anything? Enough is enough. There you go. Not a boy. And listen to the BS on social. Give us a like, share, follow. Details for the BS Saves Christmas. Our event page on Facebook. Please say you're going if you're going. Uh, on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. Uh, Mickey is up next. Enjoy. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Bye! That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.